four, three, two. Dante Cola Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring El Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 39. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest guy on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. What's going on, Adam? Tommy, I feel like we're back in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. I feel like, what was this, like three in a row? Yeah, three in a row. Three let's in not, a row. Let's Ta- not jinx it. Up again. Let's not jinx it by counting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we count down every week. We're up to thirty-nine for this season. Yeah, but us being together again—that's uh, what I'm talking uh, about. Oh, okay, all right. And we're ready, Adam, to deliver yet another great episode of this podcast available on Spotify. <laughs> Yes. Apple Podcasts, app, RSS Podcasts, Castbox, yes. and many of your other favorite DSPs. And Adam, guess who's behind the control board? <laughs> Back in attendance. <laughs> That's right. There, right there's the mighty Gosselo. Now, would we be fully staffed now? Because we've had some appearances by Jay in the last couple episodes. But um, but we have Godzilla behind the control board. Oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's, he's taking full time that position away from Jay. Okay, so we are fully staffed. I'm just, all I'm that's saying what is... That's what I wanted to know. What he just said is that that playlist you gave him is fucked up. That's so... <laughs> well, I'm expecting this show to be the tightest one okay. that we've had in a long time. Well, because you know, Godzilla, he's he, a professional. He did tell me that... Uh, <laughs> he did tell me he's going to do a better job this time. He says just going to get right I with I think it. he might have been practicing, you know, the control board techniques because he didn't put out a lot of content on the WhatsApp over the week. You know, I he he had a lot of material that he could have gone with that he didn't. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> what? Yes. Okay. Gosilo, you're right. You're right. The last of the content that he put out was the video with uh, what was it? The one that he said he wasn't a vegetarian. I I can't I can't remember which one it was. Gosilo, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was excellent. It was absolutely excellent. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't complaining about the level of the content. I was talking about the qual the, the quantity. Oh, quantity. What, okay. what was going to be put out? Like usually it's like daily. You know, you're hit like one in the morning, <laughs> one in the afternoon, one in the morning. Just 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 to try to raise the spirits of. Everybody who's on the Godzilla feed. Well, okay. He, he actually, yeah, you're probably right. He was out here, yeah, probably out here a couple of times this weekend. Datikoa Promotion Studios One. It's, it's sounding really clear. I mean, yeah, so, so far, I, so this I, sounds I really great. I, I know he was here the other day because he had left a big turd on top of one of, <laughs> on top of Jeremy's truck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is with him and Jeremy. I just, <laughs> I just, I just don't know. Anyway, welcome back, Gosilo. And Adam, welcome back, my friend. Oh, well, thank you, Tommy. To Dr. Coas Promotion Studio One. 
Adam, let's just, we've been bullshitting it around. What a week, Adam. Hurricane Ida. Dude, was the, uh, what happened? The, you, where where, where <laughs> what, have you been? Wait a minute. Did it, where did it hit? Where, where have you been? I, 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 I don't know. I didn't keep up with Ida. Man, it hit it hit Louisiana oh. and it went and went. Oh no, inland. the le- did the levees break? No, actually, no, they didn't. They held. No, the levees held this time. Okay, good. Yeah, but but wait, there was a lot of flooding. Uh huh. There was a lot of flooding, so a lot of damage, and it went all the way from Louisiana, I believe, all the way up to New Jersey. What? Yeah, it was like what a, kind of a what kind of a track is that? I don't know. Is this? I really don't know how that all went because I wasn't actually looking anything past. So is that New like Jersey? The, actually, the eye past. of the hurricane went to New. Went to like New Orleans and then went up and over yeah, to New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. No, it, affect, it affected all that Ohio Valley, uh, Tennessee, Georgia, all that. Man. Wow. Yep. 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 We didn't get any rain. Mm-mm. No, it did not. We well, no, we we got rain uh, yesterday, and I think we're getting some. Uh, little Is that bit part of Ida? On today. Is this uh, Ida rain? No, I don't. I wouldn't know that. But I could tell you what, man. Do you think that? Uh, that our president welcomed the hurricane news oh, this week. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything. Yes. He took a Bruce break from Afghanistan. This look week. at all the shiny objects. <laughs> Don't look at the other things. Look at all this. <laughs> this is sad. Look at the sad <laughs> stuff over here. I didn't have anything to do with this. Uh, he was in some, some, I don't know, some emergency disaster center or something. And some reporter, God, God bless him, you know, just uh, to- that one asshole. Try to that, change the topic a little that bit. That one asshole. I can't oh, this. no. Oh, well, President, what about that? Afghanistan is like, I want to answer those today. <laughs> <laughs> and he did he hauled ass. Well, sure. <laughs> time time to close shop. Get out of there now. Wow, that's just absolutely. Oh, you know what Gostilo said too? What? Cardi B, uh, Adam. Her her man, her one million dollar mansion in uh Atlanta was flooded this week also. Really? That's what Gosito's slipping me this paper. It says here wow. that. I didn't know. Let me see. It says, yeah, it says that uh, it was bad for Cardi B, though, because her million-dollar Atlanta mansion was flooded by Hurricane Ida this week, or the remnants of. Gosito's the remnants of. Poor Cardi B. She went through two floods. She went first through the WAP. The WAP and flood? I- <laughs> right. <laughs> Did, when, didn't she come here locally to give us I, some moisture I, from the WAP? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're still pretty saturated. (laughs) She got Ida. She got Ida whapped. (laughs) Had a good week for her. Ah, there it is right there. It's the Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith. Adam, good morning, my friend. Good morning. Today is September the 4th. 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes. September already. Wow. I know. It's flying by. That's just crazy. We got the three, four months left of the year left. No, four months if you count this whole month. Yeah. And it is national. Guess what, baby? <laughs> I have no idea. Tailgating day, Adam. Oh, tailgating day. This must be like the start of the fall when we're going to have uh, football games. We're going to be convening in the parking lot. Hours. Just for the game. It's like Kobe Keith said. <laughs> with, the, with our Red <laughs> with Solo With the Red cups. Solo Cup. Exactly. Yeah, that's on the first Saturday in September, National Tailgating Day. Reminds us of what the autumn colors and scents already do. These colors signal grilling time mm. and a season of cheering 
for our favorite teams. Exactly. Have you uh, have you tailgated ever? I have never in my life tailgated. No kidding. No. Have you taken a grill out of the back of your truck and grilled some meats in a parking lot somewhere? I don't grill in my house. Oh. A wilder handles that. Okay. So it's, you wouldn't take it on the road? Absolutely not. Uh, what if it was a festival, a rock concert festival, and they were charging incredible sums for whatever food that they had inside there? Mm. And some garbage band is up there playing. We don't care about. Say, hey, let's hightail it back to the truck, turn on the, little, the Coleman stove, grill up some steaks. There's a possibility I do yeah. it then, yeah. I mean, we went, remember we went went to see Guns N' Roses up at uh, Arrowhead? Arrowhead up there, what, a couple of years ago, 16, 17? 2016, I think. And uh, there was a bunch of people out there uh, tailgating at the Guns N' Roses show. Well, they're used I remember to it. Them. They're used to it before the Chiefs game and it's, stuff. It's you know? also Missouri as well, so... Oh, what does that mean? I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, you see a lot of yahoos in Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm is just, tailgating... I am just making a cultural observation. Is tailgating something that only yahoos do? I'm just saying. It's oh. all, I, all I can tell you is what I see on TV <laughs> and what I've seen in these parking lots myself. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of hooting and hollering. I remember, I've also been to NASCAR. And the, oh. and, and the Sprint Cup, I mean, that was tailgate from where we parked all the way to the entrance. That's got to be like they, half the fight. I think there's a there's like a barrier or something. You know like how they put barriers up? Please don't pass from this area on. Yeah. It's like, please don't tailgate from this area on because it looks like they had permeated the entire landscape up there at the Kansas Speedway. Hmm. I would dare bet that you could probably see all those people tailgating from uh, from the International Space Station. There's, there's that so many people out there. And I've been to NASCAR in, in Virginia. Same thing. I've been to NASCAR in North Carolina. Same thing. Well, think about it. You have an oval racetrack, and they're just going around in circles for hours. You, you might as well just sit out there and cook. And the, well, how, much stuff are, how much excitement are, are you going to see as cars go zooming by? I mean, I mean uh, there might be action. Might be you, on the other side. You, it's like a you, mile and a half You're oval. asking the wrong guy on that one, dude. But I'm saying... Uh, that you need something to do, right? You need something to occupy your time. You can't you just you can't just get your binoculars out and watch them a mile and a half away, and then see them zip by you so and, they, and be entertained by. So them. here, there, there's come they're coming by, they're zipping. Right? They're zipping. Like, this is what I've seen. So just take that one turn where that one tower is with the guy with the flag. He goes around, turns around. When he comes by, right, you know, what is it, that left that he's taking there at that one curve? It's all left. That's where they go, woo! For their little drivers. Like their driver can hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, they wear uh, earphones, too, you know. And they listen to everything that the driver says. They got to yeah. communicate with the pit. Yeah, yeah, of course. They got to do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, tailgating is a custom of gathering outside the stadium before the game with fans of the same team for food, beverages, and socializing. We're having a great time. What have you been up to? What kind of activities? Um, lots of cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Sure. Gathering often takes place at the, the tailgate of a pickup truck or the trunk of the car. Mm, I think that's evolved, Adam. Oh, what do you? I mean, what do you mean evolved? Like we're doing away with the trunk action? 
there's lot there's a lot less of that and a lot of tents and picnic tables. Oh, yeah, uh, you know that's what I've seen. I don't, and I could tell because that's what I've seen. Well, it depends on when the parking lot is going to open up. If they're going to open up like hours and hours earlier, then yeah, you've got to get some sort of shelter made up. Or it happens like into the winter time, so you need some sort of like almost an enclosure that you can go inside and now do, that, your, do your socializing. Now that you've seen that, I've actually seen those heaters that they use at restaurants now that I, that I can remember. Yeah, the ones with the little flame at the uh-huh, top there. Yep, yeah. yep. However, neither is required. Okay. Sure. Tailgating also includes a few traditions. The staples of the tailgate party often include grilling and beer. No shit there. Mm-hmm. However, chili competitions and recipe challenges encourage friendly competition before the game, hmm. i.e. come hungry. Whoa. And as you're competing, try to uh, you know, do less uh, intake of beer so you're not going too crazy or you want to fight the next guy, <laughs> especially if they're on the opposing team. No, no. You know, because it's that one dude, it's always that one dude that's the obnoxious fan of the opposing team that's not the home team. Oh, yeah, they're always. And he always is, somebody and there. he or she are the loudest motherfuckers out there, dude. Well, they have to be. They're fighting like <laughs> one on 30 all the time, right? So they have to take on all comers. <laughs> So here we go. While the original tailgate is unknown, many teams take pride in claiming this title, as they should. Some writers even suggest, I guess this is history writers, that many observers in attendance at the Battle of Bull Run in 1861 as the first tailgaters. Okay. Was this Teddy Roosevelt Battle of Bull Run? Uh, was, was, was he 1861, in this? I, I wouldn't want well, It might be. What was it? The uh, Was it the Rough Riders? Rough Riders? Yeah. It might be. There was I mean, killing going on, right? Yeah, but the spectators arrived with their spectators. Picnic, yeah, with their picnic baskets and, <laughs> and bottles of claret prepared to watch the opposing teams. In this case, it would have been the opposing uh, armies, wouldn't it? Well, I guess so. So perhaps this could be considered tailgating. I don't know. I think claret would be maybe, I don't know, some kind of alcohol. Some wine of some yeah, sort. Yeah, I think. Today, tailgating centers around the sport of, guess what, Adam? Football. Mm-hmm. Modern day combatants. That's right. On the gridiron. Rock, while for one of your favorite sports, if not your favorite. Yes. While while football has its roots in rugby, sure. most fans generally accepted that Rutgers and Princeton University played the first fo- football game in U.S. history in November 6th of 1869. So look at the National Day throwing in sports history just, here. Uh, just a few years after the Battle of Bull Run. <laughs> like eight years later. So that's where they got their warming up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> On that day, fans arrived early with their baskets and their bottles of claret. No, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> To enjoy each other's company, some food, and cheer on for their scarlet and crimson teams. I guess both, wow. of, them are, both of them are red. Okay. Okay. Much like building a community, tailgating harkens back to the times gone by. Pioneering villages once came together to raise the framework of a building. After a long day's work, a large meal, and perhaps a sporting competition. Mm. Of sorts follows. So after you bust after your ass, a long day's work, you're gonna get out <laughs> onto the field and right. play sports. <laughs> Check oh, this out, man. though. Communities look forward to this bullshit. I mean, to these harvest traditions, year after year. I don't know. Oh gosh. Well, you always like in the somewhat modern day, you'd look think of like an Amish community or something, and you'd always have like that image of oh, 
the whole community comes together to do a barn raising, right? Have, have, haven't you seen this? Yeah. In, I mean, I haven't seen it like in person, but I've seen it on like TV and stuff. I, I saw it on Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just as legitimate as anything else. <laughs> when the Griffins moved out there. <laughs> Did he get his internet out there? Did he have a cellular phone working? I, I forgot the whole episode. I know that they were out there in Amish land, and obviously they didn't take kindly to him. No, oh, <laughs> you think? <laughs> okay, Adam. Mm-hmm. How do you observe National Tailgating Day? As a matter of fact, it doesn't football start today? Or college football starts today? Does it? I'm not even sure. What? I don't keep track of college football. I know that my team I'm plays on September 12th is their first game. I'm in absolute shock. Why? You're a football dude. I'm not. I'm a football dude. I'm a professional NFL football dude. College stuff, eh, take it or leave it. Wow! How yeah. about your team, the uh, the Pittsburgh the Steelers? Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, well, I don't, I don't know this year, man. I don't know. They had some retirements. They had some. Uh, they got rid of a bunch of their offensive line. Is Rosenberger still playing? I think Ro- <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> uh, I was in the old, zone. He's an old zone. man, and he might be running for his life a little bit back there because he's got like a whole new offensive line blocking for him. Yeah, they got but... this young stud running back. Maybe he'll make some new waves. Maybe he'll take over some of the offensive I don't know. weight. Greg Brady's a pretty old guy, too. So Tom? He, yeah, that guy. He's Greg Brady's easy. on the uh, Brady bump. Here's the story. <laughs> In the zone. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, he's an old guy, too. Burger and Brady's. So you can't, you can't believe. It. Yes, actually, I'm just fucking with you. I knew it was called Tom Brady. Oh, you knew his name? <laughs> no, I don't believe that. He's a mutant. <laughs> he's, he's a special guy, that's for sure. No, this is how you do it, dude. You go. Okay. You know, I mean, I, tailgating. I could see where people really like that. I really do. Well, it's the social aspect. Yeah, it's the socializing part of it. Mm-hmm. I've just seen. You know, I'm just not. I'm not really good at eating outside. We've had we've had these preseason games like the there's been like three or four weeks of preseason games. Okay, and every weekend that's where they cut the rosters. That's where they have like a hundred or some people, and they got to cut them down to fifty three. I, I know point. that because I saw that in the news this week. And every week at multiple stadiums, there's been uh, like Twitter footage of somebody recording fights in the stands, just people just going after each other. Punching each other, all sorts of stuff. Do you think it's COVID? <laughs> Do you think it makes them aggressive? Uh, I don't know, but but there's see there's the camaraderie. We need people out in the parking lot, getting a little bit lubed up, getting happy, getting uh, getting some grilled meats in them. You need some meat? I got you some meat. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> And then taking that good, festive attitude into the stadium where we can just enjoy the game. It's people on the same side. It's Rams fans fighting with Rams fans. Here I was. Oh, yes. Thinking about how great tailgating may be. And you're talking about somebody putting meat inside? (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Keep your your meat over there. Are you sure? We got meat. 
<laughs> we we got meat over here. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> I'll pass like Rosenberger. <laughs> so how do you serve it, Adam? You go out, you put your team's color on. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring your game face. Uh, whip up your best batch of jalapeno poppers. And that would mm. be jalapeno. They're ruining my language here by saying jalapeno. Okay. And get outside and watch your favorite team as you take your grill out and you grill. And as you're doing, you're taking selfies and everything else. And guess how you're hashtagging it, Adam? National Tailgate Day. You got it, man. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't missed. You haven't skipped the beat, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Adam. You put it on a tee for me, though. (laughs) Today's also National Spice Blend Day. Oh, you could take the spice blend to the the tailgate, throw that in the chili. Isn't that something? <laughs> it works out. It just uh, it's it's magical. It's like somebody, some marketing genius, just figured it out. Do you think it's from McCormick's by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Who would guess? <laughs> What do we got here, buddy? This was some big mess. Did Gosito get it right? (laughs) Don't say say that. This is some big mess that happened on television years ago. Elton John with Joan Rivers, and eventually Cher comes in and sings The Bitches Back. You said it it was a big mess. No! No, you're not responsible for the mess. I mean, it was a mess when it originally aired on TV. You did get it right, Gosino. You're good. (laughs) So that's what this is about, huh? Elton John and Joan Rivers and Cher. Yes. That's nuts. And Joan Rivers and Cher really took the mantle of being the bitch. (laughs) They really really wanted, I'm the bitch. I am back. So they they, They, they incorporated themselves into the song. They took over from Elton John then. Yeah, they did. (laughs) And probably Mick Jagger, too. The Joan Rivers part was, uh, barely could listen to that. Uh, History.com, Adam. Yes. History.com. Oh, good. All right. So it is September the 4th, 2014, Adam. Good. That was only, what, uh, quick math, seven years ago? Seven years ago. Joan Rivers, one of the best-known comedians of her era, Mm -hmm. died at age 81 in NYC. How many years ago was that? Seven that was years seven ago? Seven years ago, yeah. Wow, that seems like a long time. I know. A week after she went into cardiac arrest while undergoing a medical procedure on her vocal cords. Now, hold on. Are we sure that it wasn't more plastic surgery? Because she, <laughs> was, could, she had many nips and tucks. I can only tell you what History.com has told me, Adam. I understand. During a showbiz career that spanned more than five decades, okay, sure, sure. Rivers blazed a trail for women in stand-up comedy mm-hmm. and turned, can we talk, into a national catchphrase. Yes, I know. Very cool. No topic was taboo for the irreverent, sharp-tongued performer who poked fun at her personal life and affinity for plastic surgery. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah, you're good. She was... Uh, she had a, you know, like a, the when you go in a library, you got the the Dewey system or whatever it's called, where you catalog all the books and like, everything. Like like my own she filing had, system. That she I had, had here, like yeah. a catalog filing system for like jokes. Oh, and she, she had, did. She had like years and years of jokes and things just cataloged in these antiquated little tiny pieces of paper, things thrown in there. Oh, I need a joke for this. So she'll go in there and she'll pull out something from 
I don't know, 1968. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Doesn't say that here. No. Man. Why would she, it? She was born in 1933, Adam, to Russian immigrants really? in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. What was her real name? Uh, Joan Molinsky. Hmm. Okay. The entertainer graduated from Barnard College in 1954. Interested in becoming an actress, she scored parts in off-Broadway plays and worked office temp jobs to support herself in the late 1950s. Wow. She started performing stand-up comedy in nightclubs as a mean to earn money at the time. There were few other female stand-up comic. She is known as the person that would say what everybody else was thinking. Hmm. I th- I thought she was pretty funny. A little yeah, she was blunt, good. you know, she was a pain in the ass kind of comedian in your face. But you know, trailblazing the way for you know, when you see what's that one comedian? A Sel- Sarah Silverman. Yeah. And those those type of comedians. I could see where, you know, she said, you know what? It's cool because Joan did it. You know, and it's still in a in a man's world, quote unquote, it's still kind of like, hey. You know, what's her name? Uh, Cindy Schumer? Or what's that? Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. You know, like, ooh, that's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> what she's saying. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you know. Literally. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of like warts and all kind of humor. It's like trying to get down to the to the nitty gritty. Wow. Like, it's like, it's a little rough anyway. But, yeah, River's uh, career temperate had stalled. And then next thing you know, she has some program on e-television where she's on the red carpet. With her daughter just doing the fashion thing and just grilling these people. And everybody's loving it. Yeah. How many years did she do that red carpet Uh, show? It says here that uh, started in the mid-90s. The 90s, wow. Ah, the program started uh, in 2010, actually. The one that was called the Fashion Police is what the name of it was. Oh, that was like a regular show, yeah, though, right? Yep, 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 yep. Critiquing, <laughs> critiquing people and their fashion choices. <laughs> you, can, you know, what can I tell you? This day, you know, in 2014, <laughs> goodbye, Joan Rivers. <laughs> Today's Sports History, Adam, brought to you by History.com. And on this day, oh. slash sports. Uh-huh. What do we got here, Gosina? Godzilla. Godzilla, what you doing? What you, what you doing back there, buddy? Oh. Okay. He okay. said that's Peter Gabriel <laughs> singing, I go swimming. Oh, you picked up on that too, yeah. huh? I can pick out a, few, a little bit of stuff from him. <laughs> you're hanging around too much with Godzilla. I know. Be careful. I don't want to see you. Usually his... you're his main translator. <laughs> I don't want to see your face in one, in one of his video movies. <laughs> Usually, hey. I'll be like a lava rock on the <laughs> side <laughs> at the end. Smoking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 1972, Adam. Uh-huh. <laughs> Peter Gabriel went swimming, huh? <laughs> That's what he says. He's talking but, about it. But actually, in 1972, the U.S. swimmer Mark Spitz won yeah. his seventh gold medal in the 1972, Adam. Mm-hmm. Olympics in Munich. You know how all these uh, swimmers today, they're all shaved. Everything is shaved. They wear the swim cap and everything. And you got Mark Spitz with all this chest hair and everything out there. The big, big mustache. He's flaming straight. Distance in the water with, with all that thing. I mean, he's still cut through there and got all this. And he medals. is blowing them away because Spitz swam the 400-meter uh, medley relay. 
and his team set a new world record set of three minutes and 48 seconds. Mm. Is that nuts or what? I don't know. Remarkable. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know that. I mean, what's 400 meters? So each person has to swim 400 meters? I would and there's swim. four legs? I know they're breaking records. That's all it says here. Yeah. Tommy, Adam, <laughs> Good save, we'll see. Remarkably, Spitz also established a new world record in six other events in which he won the gold. So this dude, you're right. He's just busting ass. And I think he, before the Olympics, he like called his shot and like he gave out like times. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to run this one and this time and run oh, this one and wow. this time. So you know a lot and about Mark Spitz. I don't know much. But you know I, more I, than I do. You but, know more than the shit that I'm reading right but, now. But I, I think he like called it out. Like he was that finely tuned. Like he knew that he was going to get it in about that time. And he was predicting like world record times for his diff, on, the, on the different events. You think he have a DeLorean? He went back. Oh, time machine. Time machine. Back, back to the <laughs> back back to the future. Came back with his time. Oh, anyway, he kept us up until guess who came around. Mr. Weed Smoker himself, Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps. That's right, yeah. Yep. Until then, man, when he was buzzed, when he broke those records at the Beijing Games in 2008. So he kept those records? <laughs> no, not that record. <laughs> All the way until oh, that? That's crazy. And, you know, and athletes, I always say, it's there's the to compete at the level that these guys are competing and doing these amazing things, mm-hmm. You have to have that special enhanced mutant gene like the X-Men. Yeah. There has to be something about you that you could do that, you know, to stick out uh, amongst your your peer groups, even if you want to call them that. Michael Phelps, if you look at him, he's oddly shaped. His arms are too long for his body, and his legs are like a little bit stubby. Mm. So he's had, he's got good flippers. To do like the leg flipping thing, okay, and he's got these super long arms that propel him through through the water. Wow. He's oddly shaped. I never. So yes, that. those that is his mutant talent. Wow, you know what though? It, that that's some kind of like some ancient alien shit right there. <laughs> it is. Yeah, because I've seen <laughs> I've seen oh <laughs> I've seen those shows, Adam. <laughs> Are you talking like the aliens that are all like thir- close encounters of the third kind? No, 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 no. Listen, don't no, no. Hold up, man. Hold up. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to go into a rant because you're gonna play that damn fucking music on me. So I gotta be careful now. <laughs> but I've been watching these shows like you know ancient aliens and UFOs and all that. And I and I've joined like little groups where I read the stuff that people you know like like the blogs and all that because I I'm really fascinated by that. Okay. And it's like there is these these theories right of how genetic mutation was was. Uh, Performed on these alien Earth, on these alien uh, spacecrafts that come here and abduct people and stuff like so that. So they take people up into the spacecraft yeah. and they would genetically mutate them in the craft, or their 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 parents or something. Oh. You know, so maybe I don't know. Maybe that's so how. So maybe it, Michael Phelps' parents were abducted, or or his some, they were some, probed. Yeah, somebody in his gene pool. I'm just saying. I mean, don't you? It's, it's, think about it. It's plausible, man. Maybe they could sense, like, the, the ice caps are melting. There's going to be more water. 
We're going to adapt this child to be able to swim. <laughs> That's Darwin right there. Absolutely. I, I, I yeah. guess so. <laughs> I guess. Today, 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 today. Settle down, class. It's this week's rockin' higher education lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee Tate. All right, Professor. Tommy, this is Led Zeppelin. I would, I would hope so. Though yeah. at this time, they were known as the Yardbirds. Oh, you did that again, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're going through landmark times. This is um, their version of For Your Love, the Yardbirds classic. Oh, the one goes, For Your Love! For your love. Yes, exactly. Oh, Wow, what a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It sounds quite different. Um, but September 7th, 1968 was the date of their first concert. We had a couple weeks ago, I think, we had them their first meeting and first jam session. Here's the little middle section. <laughs> there it is. There it is right there, yeah. So, uh, September 7th, 1968. Okay. They were in Gladzax, Denmark, at the Gladzax Teen Clubs. That was their first show ever. Approximately 1,200 fans attended. Very cool. Tickets were five to seven Danish kroner, which equates to about 80 cents to $1.15 U.S., very affordable tickets. I would say so. And uh, they played there. And they also, later on that night, they played their second show at another venue, the Brondby Pop Club. Brondby Pop Club. Also there in... Uh... In Denmark, of course. Oh. I'm not going to travel that far. I mean, you never know. I mean, you, those, those towns out there in Europe, sometimes they, they're really Sure, I guess you could load to, up uh... and move on to something else. Yeah. But uh, Jimmy Page, recalling the event, said they don't... They don't cheer too madly there, so he didn't get like a great reception. Uh, they were really scared because they had only about 15 hours to practice together, and it was sort of an experimental concert to see if they're any good. And uh, live, <laughs> yes. And on September, where, where it counts. Yeah, and on September 7th and 2013, the 45th anniversary of Led Zeppelin's first gig, a commemorative plaque was unveiled. At the school in Gladzax, where it all began, saying, oh. "This is this is where it all started." Led Zeppelin, uh, one hundred one, <laughs> right? In the school, <laughs> they, put, and, they put a plaque in the school, and it goes all the way to a, a, a educational institution. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Who fucking is says it, rock and it? roll is no good? <laughs> let's let's just line up like the Three Stooges and slap the shit out of them. So there, wow! Adam. So there we are. 
we have their first That's gig. That's crazy. I would have never known that. I know you wouldn't have. That's why I let you know. That's for what? Forty-five years later. Forty-five years later. Ooh. It must be important, right? Because they put a plaque up there to commemorate it. It's either that, or they were just trying to fish them out to come out. Oh, maybe that could be. <laughs> maybe that could be it. <laughs> maybe the maybe one of the kids in the crowd is now the principal of that school. I don't know. It could be, or the commodore, whatever the name is of the uh, of these people out there. So I don't know. But I enjoy learning those little tidbits because that's, that's not something that you really hear about yeah. in the legend of anything. No, and I know because I read. I still have those bullshit magazines, the creams and the hip parade. Hip parade, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. Yeah, something like that would have stuck in my head. It's like mm, they weren't too. Uh, Everybody has to have a start. Everybody has to have an origin, right? mm. and and there it is. That's when they get bit by the radioactive spider. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Seaver, you're coming in a little hot, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Those live ones are awesome, though. Always good. Always good. What do we got here, Adam? This is Black Sabbath performing Black Sabbath. No way! Live! All right, Adam, 1969, buddy. Okay. August the 30th, 1969. Mm -hmm. 69. Oh, 69. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> oh, God. Birmingham Band Earth, Adam. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Changed his name when singer Ozzy Osbourne announces on stage that the band new name is... Black Sabbath. Oh. And guess what, man? What? The band played NIB. Ooh. The Wizard and this beautiful song we just heard right now. Black Sabbath and So he liked the Warning. song. He liked the song so well that he said, we're just going to change our name to that song. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how that works? Yes. This earth isn't working for me. Yes. <laughs> yes, Adam. <laughs> Yes, to every single. Did I tell you that I did I ever tell you the story of of one time we went to a drive in a drive in movie? I was a kid. It was in New York. <laughs> no, and, I don't think so. Uh, and let me see if I can remember correctly. Yeah, because I don't want to flashback too hard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got something for this. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, okay, hold on, hold on. What the hell? What the hell? Uh, let's get it. Let's get it. If you're in need of a restroom break. Maybe you need to put the dog out, or perhaps you require a bit of nourishment. I'd advise you do so now. This is a flashback, rant, or the unsolicited opinion of our own Tommy Martinez. Here on the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Last week I was little, you know, fun. Oh, I caught you by surprise last week? <laughs> you come to expect it now. Well, no, because I'm, I'm thinking like it, it, made me, it makes me hesitant a little bit. Like, well, I understand. <laughs> you're like, you're waiting there with your, with your fingers. <laughs> Thank God you didn't. Wait a minute. How far is it going to go with this? Hold on. Let's, let's look no, this no, up. No, no, no. This is just a quick flashback. This is the, I don't even think it uh, merits your, uh, your thing there. But anyway. Oh, okay. I was a kid, and we went to this drive-in theater. 
you, we were this, I don't know, in the back of the car or whatever it was. My, my mom was there. and We were supposed to be asleep. When I say we, I think it was my sister. So was you weren't supposed too. to be watching the movie? We weren't supposed to be watching the damn movie. So next thing you know, I had a little like, bit of adult flavor in this movie or no, something. No, no, no. This oh. was it was like a horror thing. Horror. And I was I don't know seven or eight, whatever it was. Okay. Bloody Sabbath or something like that. It was these uh, these people were coming into the castle. It was a couple, like a, a you know, two or three couples, and they're in this castle and they're screwing around because I guess they were gonna bang and you know like like in all the horror movies that that's never changed. Yes, exactly. Oh, a nice uh, horror uh, music selection there, Gosil. Anyway. Yes. And. Uh, Part of the formula. Yeah, that's the formula of the thing. So they're in this castle now. It's dark at night, you know, and, and it's whatever. This castle's out in the middle of nowhere, somewhere probably in Europe, right? That's where and, castles are. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember uh, the girl or one of the girls that were running around in this graveyard in this castle. Now, how can you see the graveyard when it's supposed to be at night? Hmm. That's a question I can't answer right now, but you know it was a graveyard. So she's running around there and the, the, the mausoleums or whatever, the, uh, you know, the grave sites okay. had kind of like glass. Glass. Instead of, you know, there was some... They, they, it was, if I can remember correctly, it was it was a lot, of, a lot of dust, and they cleaned out the dust. And then, you know, when they blew it, it was glass. You could actually see. This was outside, This though? is outside, yeah. Okay. So you could actually see, like, you know, the, the skeletons or whatever it was. So I'm already shitting. Lying in state. Yeah, so I'm just mm. already shitting my pants at that point. <laughs> I told you the flashback. Where are we, my brother? We just started this fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> So they end up, you know, one of the guys gets stupid or whatever it was. And this part, this part, just making it up. But I do remember them breaking the glass. Because they wanted to get at that dead person in there? I don't there? know why. I can't remember. But I remember. They did the, it on purpose. They, yeah, I guess so. And then mm. the blood, you know, you know that one scene where they show the, that, the shard of glass and that one drop of blood is hanging yes. from that one shard and it falls <sighs> into that one body or that one skeleton yes dude guess what happens after that take a take a jab at it by some magical spell or something (laughs) the the corpses were were reanimated just due to this blood this drop of blood just that one (laughs) reanimated the dead the carcass i don't know probably doesn't have enough muscle tissue to move it but still, it was able to <laughs> saunter out of his and some way, somehow, gravesite. And some way wow. also, he, he slaughters everybody. There's blood everywhere. He's dropping blood in the other in the other corpses or whatever they are. And then also, the horses get revived somehow. Horses? And, uh, yeah. Where there was, the horses why come why from? They have to come off. They're, I guess they're knights or something. I don't know. They were they were the horses knights. are lying in state as well. I guess under so. class. Yeah. Wow. Oh, dude, all I can what remember, all I can remember, is shitting in my pants. I was so scared. I was like, "Oh, I've never." Were you watching I, it through I, your hands? I, I, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you you can't stop watching it. You know what it's like. <laughs> it's like you can hear it. You know, it's a horrible PA system because you used to put that that speaker on on, on, the, vehicle, on the window, sure. on the window, and it's like you can't get away from it. So if you 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 don't want to see it, but you're looking in between your fingers as you're trying to cover, but you have to see it. You you're, know, you're trying to to hide all Man. the all the moving skeletons, but you're trying to say Dude, maybe there's a booby. I, I, Is there a booby? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Yeah, 
that? Why'd they kill him before the boobies? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you would no. think I remember the boobies, you know? That's not part of the formula. No, the formula no. is you show the boobies Man. and then you, you slaughter the boobies. Dude, all I can remember is I was I must have I had I didn't sleep. Like, I was so fucking what? scared. Oh, I would cry God. every night before <laughs> Out of my mind. Was there any explanation given to the parents like no, what's going on? No, my mom, my mom knew what to do with it. She knew I had seen it at that point. Uh. You know, I was like, what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Sabbath. It was like, a, yeah, it was like bloody Sabbath or something like that. Like, okay. What do we got here, Adam? What was this? This is Rod Stewart, and he is stone cold sober. Sober. I like this is a good jam. It's all right. A little bit of the, the faces action there. Better than him singing the standards. Yeah. Well, this is off. This is off of Atlantic Crossing. Adam. <laughs> There's a lot of the standards in that one. Oh, is there? <laughs> of course. After the faces. Yeah. It was over. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, Rod Stewart, man, 1975. Mm-hmm. September the 2nd, 1975, in his fifth UK album, which is Atlantic Crossing, right? Sure. It hit number one, Adam, in the UK. Okay. And he started a five-week run at the top of the charts. Is that his first number one? Uh, Solo number one? Let me see. The title indicated, you know, again, it was Atlantic Crossing, right? Mm -hmm. Indicated Stewart's new artistic direction. On his departure to escape, not just England, Adam, mm -hmm. but the 83% top rate of income tax. Oh, of course. It's always tax exiles. <laughs> That's always what happens with these artists, especially back in this era. By the British Labour, Labour Prime Minister, Harold Wilson, Adam, uh -huh. for the jet set lifestyle in Los Angeles. What? 83% tax rate? Yeah, he didn't know the joke was on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> when he came to California. Wow. Well, it was probably a haven at that time. It probably was, yeah. 1975. Now they've just yeah. they've just kind of flipped it now, probably. It's like, well, we got <laughs> the same thing says, in California now. You can now. stay over there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you left us in 1975. We haven't forgot that yet. Are you a big Rod Stewart fan? I like Rod Stewart, yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm still a little, you know little upset that I didn't get to see him when I was in Vegas. We had a one night in between. Uh, it was it was a show that we were going to kiss show. I could have seen Rod Stewart that night. I just was it was too late. By the time I realized, was he performing the old timey music at that time? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I was sure that's what he was doing. Is what 2000, 2015, 2016? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh damn it! I know my wife would have really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> she enjoyed Kiss though. Well, you know. of course. There's a lot of entertainment in Kiss. Oh, there's oh, there's, oh, there's, 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 there's an image on the wall. There we are right there. Yes, there's the dates. That was when you won your award. Yes, right. Your special yes, award, and you got a yeah. free trip. Yeah, yeah. But I would also seen, you know, I would have paid to go see, definitely. And Rod, you went by a Stewart. limousine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that true? You remember the show, yeah. <laughs> you remember the story. Good. Thank good for you, Adam. But yeah, I would have went to see him. I was a little upset. That was one of my chances to actually go see Rod Stewart. You know, I just I just didn't catch it in time. Yeah. And I like the faces, you know. How much faces material do you think you would hear? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. You would hope so that you get something in there, you know, something bluesy. Something, but it's nice to see these guys. Something raunchous, you know. Before they pass on to, you know. And he's a great performer. The next one. I've seen, you know, what is it, on TV, you know, live shows from YouTube. 
He's a great performer, dude. He really is. Sure. And you know what? He's all about him. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> You're bonding. <laughs> Plus, we're both sexy, Adam. <laughs> sexy like this groovy song right here. <laughs> Did you know we were leading into something like this? The smooth jams? It's a hot chocolate. <laughs> what are they singing about? Listen, 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 listen. About to get some hot chocolate. <laughs> I can't blame him either. Tommy, is this your song? This is one of my songs. Oh, is it? <laughs> this is actually the original version from the set. This is the original? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, hot chocolate, yeah. Was it done? Who is it? Who is, the, is there a more famous version then? Yeah, there's a, a famous version of it. Uh, oh, God. What are these guys' names? There's some white dudes. Okay. Uh, I have to look that up. They're quick. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they, uh, they, I believe they toned, uh, toned some of the, because there's some racial undertones for, uh, for, uh, for Louis, for this song, he's whiter yeah, than yeah, white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, but there was like some stuff like honky and whatnot. Oh, and like this version right here is honky bad. We can't say honky anymore. I guess in the seventies, I guess it was a bad thing. Anyway, this is bro- the song's title is Brother Louis. Uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to Google that real quick, Adam. Yeah, give me one second. Yeah, Adam, the band's name it says here was called the Stories. The Stories. Was, yeah, the white dudes version of what? Louis. Yeah, that's the one that was a little bit more popular. Here in the U.S. of A. So I'm assuming that for the stories, that was their one hit. Yeah, the one and their hit one was, hit yeah, was yeah. a cover yeah. off of something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well done by the stories. But you know, it's about a racial, uh, you know, racial interaction that's prohibited, more or less. You know, in the 1970s, still. Tabu- so Louis, still who's whiter than today. white. He is going was, to he, enjoy some hot chocolate. No, no, no. Hot chocolate was singing about it. Oh. And he was about to enjoy some brown sugar. Oh, 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 oh I see. Oh. You know, we featured a couple of hot chocolate brown sugars in the third birthday, by the way. Oh, of course. <laughs> Agent, <laughs> some of my favorites. Agent X3 is very fond. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> I enjoy it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It's almost breakfast time. Let's get some hot chocolate <laughs> But not with you, Adam. Put a little brown sugar on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 1976, uh, Adam. August yeah. of 1997. Now, I don't know if you know this story or not. Probably not. A British magazine mm-hmm. by the name of Sounds, Adam, mm-hmm. published letters responding to Eric Clapton's racist rant at his Birmingham concert earlier in the month of August. Is this where he was complaining about like Jamaicans and people like this? You know about the story. Going, <laughs> uh, going to uh, the British Isles and uh, taking in, taking over, and uh, move, move, <laughs> moving in lock, stock, and barrel, and said, "We don't need this here." That's right. Yeah. I, I did not know this about the great 
Eric Clapton until I was researching this for the podcast. Now you think about Eric Clapton. He has all this affinity for the old American blues and all these black players and things. And But he wants that affinity from afar. <laughs> yes, they're, they're over there. We don't need this over here, you see. Well, somebody, I'm glad that you said that because <laughs> one of the responses of Sound Mag- Sounds magazine is, own up, half your music is black. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. One of them stated, the other one said, you are rock music's biggest colonist. <laughs> well, wait a minute, who originally sang I Shot the Sheriff? <laughs> Wasn't he from Jamaica? I think so. Very famous cat too. There was a lot of whalers in his band. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, this yeah, I, only recently I kind of heard this this story. And it was kind of associated with, oh, he's he's stepping in it again with all of his COVID talk and stuff and don't get vaccinated. Yeah, because he, yeah, he was, he exactly, he was involved with Morrison and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was yeah. last year. You're right. Yeah. I did not know this, man. I, I, and I was, I'm thinking all the time, you know, hey. But why do you do that from the here's, stage? Here's the guy, <laughs> he did it from stage yeah, to say these things. Here's the guy that hangs out with all the cool cats. Well, I mean, with with the Fats Dominoes, with you know, with the BB uh, King. This is seventy six. You said right? Yeah, nineteen seventy six. So this is back in the era when he was all kinds of high and and you know, writing songs called Cocaine, mm-hmm. and <laughs> singing his his love of all these different pharmaceuticals. Yeah, and he's in love so. with and he's and he's love with uh, Beatles wives and sure, <laughs> yeah, all that. For what a conservative, <laughs> what a, what a poster child, mm-hmm. Adam. And that's that actually that thing uh, that that's that a racist rant thing that he uh, went off and embarked on produced something that was called Rock Against Racism, Adam. Okay, a rank and file movement against the racist poison in rock music. Okay, uh, Rock Against Racism soon became a viable movement holding a series of concerts and festivals to su- in support of tolerance of other races so and who, cultures. who led that movement right there? Do we uh, have any I idea? I did not say here anyway. But, you know, obviously they went into uh, how this was more about how, you know, Sounds Magazine, because the, uh, the writer that was there that night uh, at the actual concert wrote, right from the start it was obvious it was going to be one of those nights. Eric Clapton uh, shambled on uh-huh. with his head covered in some strange object, uh-huh. struggled to free himself, and then warned us uh-huh. about foreigners, quote. <laughs> he was high as a kite. Just like you said, yeah. <laughs> and telling us of last night's aggro, a scuffle or fight for the need to vote for Enoch Powell, whom Eric then described as a prophet. So he was a fanatic of this politician. Mm, that sounds familiar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do they want to build any walls around the British Isles? I would know, dude. That's a big-ass wall to cover the aisle. <laughs> a rather distasteful beginning, although it was difficult to tell how much of this was a result of the large quantities of alcohol. Oh, and God knows what else he had sure. obviously consumed. Anyway, so here comes here some of the... Uh, the There's no actual recording of it. Thank God for Eric Oh, Clapton, that's good right? for him. Good for him. <laughs> now, this is what he said. The black wogs and coons and Arabs and fucking Jamaicans don't belong here. <laughs> we don't want them here. Wow. Okay. And wogs is a very uh, hurtful and... Uh, 
dirty word referring uh, to, ra- to ra- what to the blacks wog wogs w o g s okay now the only thing Must i be knew a british the only thing that right. i knew was wogs was wogs that the uh, orcs ride in the left <laughs> 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 what is it what do you see What would be wrong? Of course, I should have known it was going that, to the Lord's Little. But rings. you know, either way, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got a little action figure. That dog running around here somewhere. Oh, they're pretty, really? They're okay. pretty. That's on the. Uh, it's on the third shelf down, right uh, there, be, behind one of okay. the one of the behind one of the predators back there. That's okay. a that's an ugly dog. <laughs> <laughs> if it's anything like that, that's not good. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up, dude. You know, goes to show you, uh, man, he had great uh, publicist. I guess because he... They have kept this under wrap for so many years, and it really didn't blow up that big. I would have never thought that Eric Clapton was such a hardcore conservative. No, I, I had no clue By either. the way, racism. Well, let's just throw that in there, too. Yeah, I, I had no clue. And you would think, I mean, just by what I said earlier about the the basis of the music that he likes how it's all like delta blues type stuff <laughs> you'd think he'd have a special affinity for blacks yeah, he did a, he said all kinds not of not at things. all he said he said that england as a white country was made for white people maybe he maybe he just got <laughs> caught up in this politician's <laughs> rhetoric and he just got uh spun up just well, because know. of whatever well, drugs he, he was high he, on he uh he worshiped it says he worshiped that enoch guy so <laughs> Enoch, <laughs> he was in the Bible, wasn't he? Enoch, I guess so, man. You know, it's wow. just it just it's like a. It's but, almost, but he was scot free. Yeah, he it, was scot free for decades. Yeah, it's almost like a meme. It's like you could hide, but you can't Eric Clapton hide. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. It's like whoa, bad publicity always resurfaces. You probably somebody at the show think. I thought I heard him say this. <laughs> it's never come up. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. Maybe the black guys remember. <laughs> the ones that attended. <laughs> oh, I remember all right. <laughs> you know, and I mentioned memes, Adam. What was the funniest meme you saw this week? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I don't know about me. I don't. I don't know about memes, but I did see on the WhatsApp a bunch of uh, historic commer- <laughs> commercials from back in the day. Uh, like print advertisements. <laughs> I saw those too. <laughs> print advertisements that were just comical. Oh, they were no, they were comical. They were racist and sexist. Oh, the how the 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 husband was doing his wife such a favor by getting her like this washing machine. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. The one about Frito Bandito for the for the Fritos. It's like, oh no, was that a real advertisement? Yeah, that ran? Was, they were real ones. They were wow. real. They were real ones. You know, uh, those were good. I mean, you know, they just for historical purposes. Okay. You know, what, you, what meme are you thinking? I, of? I the meme that I saw this week that just cracked me up was, and it reminded me of our uh, Saint Valentine Day's episode uh, here in season two. <laughs> okay. That said, the meme said, "I wish I worked at a sex store. That way, I could tell people." Shove this up your ass. <laughs> and it won't offend them. And you couldn't get in trouble for that. <laughs> That's what they come in there looking for. <laughs> You're providing a service. That was funny. <laughs>
Tommy, what do we got here? I love this song, baby. What do we got here? It's my song. Thank you, Neil Peart. Oh, beautiful. Is this beautiful or what, man? Definitely beautiful. This is like, I just mentioned the Lord of the Ring classic writing. Yes. This is classic rock and roll writing. <laughs> I know. It's and absolutely true. the men true. who hold high places uh-huh. must be the first ones to start. Yes. That's some crazy shit right there. It makes you think it'll fuck up your head the minute. You know, if you're just into the song and you've been into the song for a while. You know, because I heard this song when I was a kid. Yes. And later on, as an adult, it shocks you and it tells you, it slaps you in the face like, oh, shit. That's crazy. I still listen to music like a child. Get with the program, fool. I, I know. But yes, when you go into these Rush lyrics on dozens of these songs there's such depth and there's such meaning to these man. lyrics that were thought up by Neil Peart man now I know why the patience of cannabis <laughs> smoked the cannabis before <laughs> <laughs> the patience of cannabis what are we talking about you don't know what a cannabis patient is oh 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 oh, oh. Cannabis. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Oh. I like to get high as hell. Okay. The people who enjoy the weed smoke. Is that what we're talking about? No, 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 no. Their patience now, Adam. Their patience. But their treatment is treatment in weed smoke. In cannabis. Cannabis. Oh, you have to use that in medical terminology? On the bone road. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, these, I got it. They I got start. It. They take some of this stuff and they start tripping on this stuff. I don't need that. To, you know, I don't need to. Tri- I'm like, that is a very powerful lyric. It, like it tells you, it says, "Get with the program, fool. You hold the high place in your in your home. You hold the high place." <laughs> well, <laughs> who are you talking to? Godzilla? Maybe. Godzilla <laughs> holds the highest maybe, of places in maybe, his household. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, Godzilla is not married, so I know you're, I know you're not talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Stop laughing. It's enough. He said it might be time for you to go soon. <laughs> anyway, but not just tell you, you, you as, well, maybe not you, but as the person that's in your home, you're supposed to hold a higher place, right? It sure. doesn't have to be, you know, the politician. It doesn't have to be your boss at work. It doesn't have to be, you know, whoever, the governor, whoever, maybe president or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're the first one to start, dude. Right. You have to be closer to your heart. That means you love everybody and do everything for the for the right reasons, mm. man. For the good of others. Yeah, for the good of others. Well, we're really off here because this, this is only about a two-sentence oh. kind of <laughs> historical bit here, but we really stretched it out really long. Those lyrics really got to you. Yeah, dude. 1977, Adam. September the 1st, 1977. Okay. Oh, by the way, yes. this day in rock history is brought to you by history.com. Mm-hmm. Song facts. Song facts, always. Dot com slash history. Mm-hmm. And this day in music.com. Okay. Okay, good. So anyway. Rush released their fifth studio album. Okay. A farewell to Kings Adam. Oh, wonderful. 
the <laughs> album's Epic Xanadu, which has about maybe about a, I would say, a seven minute intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> they're very proggy at this at this point. Yes, and the Cygnus, the I can't pronounce this, but I always screw up. Cygna, Cygnus. Oh yeah, I know. X one book one, the voyage satisfies Rush's cult following, while the shorter and more radio friendly, closer to the heart, yes, find favor with general audiences in both the U.S. and the U.K. and the world round. Like every album had that little taste of okay, we could throw out something for the radio, That's but right. we're also going to go on these long voyage and epics. And before we move on, though, on September third, nineteen ninety one, Adam. Oh, Rush nice. also released their 14th studio album. Okay. Roll the Bones. Baby. Roll the Bones. I like I know that that's one. one of your favorite ones. Right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> that was the Roll the Bones <laughs> tour that I first saw them. <laughs> that's one of your albums, Adam. <laughs> yeah, it's one, it is one of my albums. <laughs> Did we play this a couple of episodes ago? Or maybe it was me when I was by myself. I think um, Godzilla wants us to play this. Every episode. You think so? Yeah, I think it's a, it's the it's the dirty deeds segment brought to you by Godzilla. <laughs> you just came up with a segment. I wonder how long it took Jay to clean up his truck. After. <laughs> anyway, 1981, Adam. Yes. Norman and Marilyn White. Adam, it's raining. Oh, th- yeah, Thunder Boomers out there. Man, 5 o'clock in the morning. Ida, Ida's already. coming in. Is that Ida? <laughs> it's either Ida or it's, uh, what a name, Cardi Wap. <laughs> We're getting whapped. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Norman and Marilyn White, too. We're not going to get through this this morning, by the way. A couple from Libertyville, Illinois. Suit ACDC's band for invasion of privacy after they, after they went inundated. With phone calls due to the song Dirty D that has a series, part, of, num- a a series s- of numbers, a part in there that says that's dialed 362-4368, which happened to be that couple's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh. That, uh, I guess ACDC failed to do the 555. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what they did. That's, that's the way these movie companies stayed clean all that's that right. time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, check this out. This is the good part about this. The couple claimed to have received hundreds of lewd, suggestive, and threatening phone calls. Well, <laughs> included in the song Dirty Deeds. <laughs> Presumably asking for various dirty deeds at low Low prices. Did they think they were shopping at a uh, porn shop or something? Like, Shove this up your ass. <laughs> I bet you they wish they worked there. <laughs> now check it out. Hey, why don't you take the receiver remember and the, shove it up your ass? Remember the, remember the last name, the Whites. <laughs> Asked for two hundred and fifty thousand in damages and demanded the band uh, re-record the song. However, mm-hmm. justice prevailed, Adam. Okay, <laughs> they're thrown out of court. <laughs> Hopefully. The judge ruled against it. Oh, thank God. Oh. Adam, this is my song, baby. <laughs> what is it, Tommy? What is this song? This is Van Halen, baby. And Unchained. This is your song. You're right. Michael Anthony's face is thumping in this mix. This was a Diamond Day movie. 
flying, just, flying scissor kicks? I just threw my back. <laughs> I did it faster than he did at the Kiss Tour. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> Woo, Adam. That is a great That's one. That's a great one. That's off of the Us Festival, by yes. the way. Mm-hmm. 1982, Adam. Yes. 1982. I was 17 years old, man. September the 3rd, 1982. You were, what, seven, eight? Hmm, that had to be eight years old. Wow. The three-day Us Festival mm-hmm. in San Bernardino, California, took place featuring Tom Petty, Fleetwood Mac, the police, the cars, talking heads, the Kings, the Ramones, the B-52s, Grateful Dead, Pat Benatar, Jackson Brown, Apple Computers founder, Steven Wozniak, bankrolled the whole festival, which also included mm-hmm. Judas Priest, Motley Crue. Wow. Van Halen. What a friggin' show. <laughs> Wow, three-day festival? Three-day, because one day was heavy metal day, yeah. Oh, man, this sounds That's really... That's right, it was awesome. Now, was uh, Van Halen considered heavy metal? I think they were more hard rock, but they were in that... They were in that, the metal day. In that metal day, yeah. yeah. I could tell you this, and then, and this was a good time to go ahead and play your flashback. Thing, oh, my. But I, <laughs> we don't want to repeat it on I the same episode. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. This is going to be a short flashback. I heard it on the Westwood One radio network. Was it simulcast live? Yes, it was. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I heard it. In that was time. such a treat when they were they would have like a simulcast concert or something, especially a festival mm-hmm. where you get yep. band after band. If you could get that on the radio, ah, oh, almost as good as being there. That's right. And not I really. remember because school, <laughs> not at all. I remember because school. No, no, no. But you I mean that's that's it's as good as you can do. I remember it because. School and PR had just started. August is when school starts down there. And it was like really, really late. Oh, yeah. San Bernardino. Oh, my God. So it was (laughs) like like five time zones. Yeah, so I'm trying to to stay awake. And my mom is, you know, like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm listening. I'm listening to rock music. Yeah, so the next day I could talk about it, you know. (laughs) No, no, I'll talk about math or any of that. None of the shit that they put on the syllabus. or I would get that any day. Yeah. This is only one time. It's not like you can just get it. Call it up whenever you want. It's yeah, on the radio. And, and you know, again, I, I I don't remember Motley Crue. I do remember. How much of it were you able to listen to? Like oh, an hour dude, or two? Or? Yeah, if that. You know, we just I, the excitement was, you know, you're you're staying awake up until when it starts. Once it starts, you're laying down. Psh, you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, but you get to listen. It's like it's Radio Heavy, la transmisión de el Oz Festival por el Westwood One Radio Network. That I do remember, because <laughs> it was trans. It was uh, simulcasted on the radio, 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 radio heavy. <laughs> How's that? That's, that's perfect. Perfect recall. <laughs> Just under the wire. Radio heavy. <laughs> Westwood One, very cool. Absolutely. Oh wow! I don't think we've never featured any of this in our podcast. Probably not. I love this song, by the way. This is one of my songs, believe it or not. Wow. Just under the wire yeah. to, to get into your song? It's chill. I it like is. It. So it, it matches that mood. When you're yeah. in the chill mood, this becomes one of your songs. Could be, you know, could be Patience of Cannabis. <laughs> cannabis. Cannabis. That's right. The Dire Straits, Adam, so far away, man. Mm-hmm. 1985, Adam. September the 1st, 1985. Yes. Brothers in Arms mm-hmm. by the Dire Straits started a nine-week run at number one on the U.S. album charts. Now, this is the one that has like their big hit, the 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 one with MTV Sting singing with them, right? The, That's right. Okay. Amongst them, 
Money for Nothing, the one you that, just said. That's the one, yes. Right? Yes. Walk of Life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your latest trick, and of course, the title track, Brother in Arms, and this one we just heard right here, So Far Away. So far away. By the way, every single song was written by, by Mark Knopfler. Every single Solely? one. Solely? And then the only one that somebody helped him write was Money for Nothing, which featured the mighty Sting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, so Sting got a writing credit on that one? Yes, he did. Oh. So, yeah, that happened in 1985. So essentially, Dire Straits is just. Mark Knopfler solo mm-hmm. because he wrote everything. Everything came out of him. It, it, it was it was a it was a kind of a weird group. You're looking at them and go like, mm, who are these dudes? Well, so they don't look like you know they don't look like the Cars. They don't look like you know Peter Gabriel solo. Mm-hmm. You know all that was going on at the time. And here comes these dudes with <laughs> I want my MTV, which was perfect. Sure. So perfect and they just took off, man. This this album, check it out, twenty million what record sales worldwide, double what? diamond baby. What? I'm just letting you know what song facts let me know. How could that? How could that be? I'm just letting you know. Boston's Boston. Last week, I heard you say it had thirteen million in sales. Mm-hmm. Is that U.S. only or what? I think it's U.S. only. This one's worldwide. Oh, worldwide, twenty million. Yeah, That's yeah. huge. That's a pretty big record. Damn. I like that I had no idea. It's right here somewhere, too, by the way. (laughs) I'd have guessed 7 million tops. Nah. Wow. This was international. And it had to... I would would dare to say it was the I Want My MTV Money for Nothing Mm, song. True. It was was just everywhere. Yeah. It was just... It It was was huge. It was just one of those songs that was just steamrolled through everything else that was going on, dude. So I have no idea. This was better, by the way. Speaking of steamrolling, <laughs> this will steamroll you. That's right. This is a, you know, a song to get sexy to. <laughs> sexy time with Def Leppard and Hysteria yes. on the Time and Adam Hard to Be podcast. Oh, <laughs> that. Wow, so that was we we'll worked that in perfect. <laughs> perfect taco. <laughs> You're getting good at this. <laughs> See, he's brought Stuart sexy about himself. It's what it's all about. Hot chocolate. It's what Sexy. Hysteria, man. Def Leppard scored their first UK number one album in the UK. Okay. All right. Sure. With this album, Hysteria, which became number one, guess where? U.S. In the U.S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it took it uh, July of the next year for it to be number one. Okay. And guess how many weeks is spent uh, on its way, working its way up to the top. It spent 49 weeks, baby. 49 weeks working so its it way just, up? Yeah, so it just stayed there, you know, it competed, right. whatever was going in It didn't reach number one until 49 weeks in? It had been out U- for 49 weeks? In the U.S. In the U.S. How does that, how does that work? Don't know. Don't know. Because it did have like single after single that they would release. To me, it had to be the number one thing that, that, that gets you out wow. there. Touring, baby. Touring and publicity appearances. That's but the usually it's, it's the initial shock of, oh, one of my favorite bands has released something, and it's a rush to the record stores to pick mm-hmm. it up immediately. And then that's what's going to surge you up the charts. And you would Usually think, there's I mean, not a surge 49 weeks later. And it's, it's, it's weird because Pyromania was so, to me, Pyromania was a really huge album. Into yeah. the Night was pretty big, too. Okay. So, I mean, that's just me. It, but but, uh, but I'm gonna tell you this much. It seems right to now. be it would be dwarfed by hysteria. It was I would 
seem to think. It'd be, I don't know. Hysteria, I think, was their biggest touring one. Or was it, uh, what's the other one? Adam? Uh, no. No, that wasn't this, it? This one. It that's this one. But, you know, they were, they, uh, they, were, they were just on another level, too. Hmm. They were good-looking guys. You know what I'm saying? They're having a good the time of their life. Oh, you yeah, know, the guitarist they, is greased they, up? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's still, he, I think he's still having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, uh, it's one of my, it's one of, this is one of my songs for sure. Uh, no doubt. I, I, I knew that for sure, especially when you talked it up so perfectly. It's like you've listened to it like 57 times. It's around here somewhere. <laughs> Whoa. Is it Miguel Jasson? Well, let's, let's take a listen. In a way, let's take I think. A listen. Let's see. I, by the way, I got... Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. That sounds like the sound of the week. <laughs> they squeezed a few in there or maybe out. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think this is Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I was it's, right. It's Weird Al. I thought I thought Casino had to sneak the fast one there. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> September the first, nineteen eighty-eight. Okay. The rock and roll cuisine, or cuisine? How do you say it? Cookbook was published. Rock and the roll. The rock and roll cuisine cookbook. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now check I'm this curious. out. Check this out. With ninety-five recipes from various musicians, man. Oh, so home recipes from rock stars that cook their own meals, apparently. Uh, if you want to believe that as much uh, as much sure. as, as much as you believe autobiographies, yes. Okay. From musicians from the seventies and the eighties. Sure. <laughs> who did nah. they? Who did this was featured in oh, here? Oh man, this is some good stuff here. Like, check it out. Selections include Yoko Ono's Dream Soup. I would say breaking up a dream soup. <laughs> dream soup. <laughs> All right. It's also called Sunshine in a Bowl. Oh, is <laughs> no, it? it's not the sunshine of anybody's love. No. Shares. Now this is this is shares is a great one. Boyfriend approved macaroni. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which boyfriend? I don't know which one, but I know macaroni. The the youngins like the macaroni. Oh, yeah. She does like them young, too. <laughs> oh, so, 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 okay. I see her working. All right. And Mick Jagger's shrimp curry. Mick Jagger's not cooked a day in his life. He says he makes shrimp curry. He, there's no way. You know he has a personal chef. He's had a personal chef since... I, since uh, Sticky Fingers came out. Are you, are you contesting rock and roll? Yes, music? I oh, think I am. No, I can't believe it. <laughs> wow. Uh, and of course, the guy we just heard right here. Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al had one. <laughs> You're going to love his. It's the best. Polish sausage of some no, sort? No, 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 no. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> he has a special take on it, does he? It's a special procedure? Yeah, bread, peanut butter, and jelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> that gets included into the 95? <laughs> This is my song for sure, baby. And remember, even though it's raining on a Saturday morning, it's always time for Metallica. Adam, and what do we have here? Metallica's going to sing for us, The God That Failed. Oh, and I want you to crank it up. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'll suck it. <laughs> There's no way of escaping Metallica. Hey, you know, you sent me that uh, TMZ footage 
of oh, Metallica, yeah, yeah, all of Metallica yeah. shopping in a market. Did you see that? <laughs> and the guy behind the meat counter just started singing Enter Sandman. Man, it was great. I think it was a promo. I think it was. I'm not sure. Was it? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. It was Metallica month, especially with the release of their uh, of that special record, of yes. the special releasing of Metallica. Special release. Metallica. Which is really the black album, which really isn't the black album, it's just the metallic album. It's the album with the snake. Yes. Don't tread on me. <laughs> exactly. Nineteen ninety one, September the first, nineteen ninety one, Adam. Yep. What happened? Metallica started a four week run at number one on the US album chart, baby. Four week run? That's right. Okay. No, it, yeah, four week run with guess what, Adam? What? Metallica. Oh, we've only the said black the, album. Yeah, we've only said Metallica. What? Um, thirty-seven times. Metallica. <laughs> 30 yeah. Years. Metallica. Number one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the album featured Enter Sandman. Yes, it did. One of my favorite songs. Sad but true. Of course. I love that. The Unforgiven. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Nothing else. Very matters. great song right there. Mm-hmm. It went on to sell. Guess what? Ten million in. The U.S. Alone. U.S. alone. So it's a diamond album for the masters of metal. If you were to guess for their worldwide sales, mm. the passion of the South American fans, mm. the Europeans, uh, even Japan, Asia. Oh, do you think it would top twenty-five million in total worldwide sales? I would say yeah. I would say I that. would. I would say I would, have to. I would dare to say it passed that. I would guess so. You know, I wish I could check, but I, I can't check. Remember, Metallica is universal. You know, they're not just like in the metal world. Yes. Priest is ours. Okay. King Diamond is ours. Okay. Right. Yeah. Except is ours. The Scorpions are ours. Right. Oh, sure. It stays within that genre. Yes, yes, you know, yes, you, yes. You just can't go with somebody and tell you know, hey, dude, did you listen to Balls in the Wall when it came out? Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. They're like, get the. It's fuck a out very of select <laughs> sliver of society. Balls to the wall. What kind of shit is this? Get. Let's but Metallica, call the cops on this motherfucker. Metallica is ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Everybody knows Metallica. It's universal. Metallica was mentioned was a plot arc in a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> Where Elaine had tickets for a Metallica show. Wow. She was trying to make up something that she'd done wrong to a, a particular limo driver or something. Oh, okay. So she gave the tickets to the limo driver, blew out his hearing, and he was <laughs> unable to hear and hear like the directions from the next person. So it became like some sort of comical thing. Yeah. So there you go. Fourteenth degree removed. <laughs> Yeah, today. Great. All right, Adam. Who's this, Tommy? I think it's the Almond Brothers. I think it is the Almond Brothers. One way out. What do we do now? He says, it's on the paper, you fools. No. <laughs> <laughs> Read. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to keep him on mute. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Almond Brothers. It is Adam. the Almond Brothers. One way out, Adam. Yes. It's live. 
Yeah, where'd this come off? Oh, okay, YouTube. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. You know. It says, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, man, opened in Cleveland on September the 2nd, 1995. Now, they had been holding induction ceremonies and all that bullshit for a while. Oh, okay. This is when the actual facility in Cleveland had opened. Okay. Uh, in the opening ceremony, performances by D- Bob Dylan. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. Chuck Berry, yes. James Brown, yes. Aretha Franklin, yes. Little Richard, yes. Al Green, yes. The Allman Brothers Band. There you go. Okay. Booker T and the MGs. Okay. Jerry Lewis, Johnny Cash, The Pretenders, John Fogarty, Lou wow. Reed, Iggy Pop, George Clinton. Wow. From Kannapolis, uh, North Carolina. <laughs> Those are one of my by myself. Uh, you say can, you say cannabis? No, North no, Carolina, Cannapolis. Oh. Did no, he have any cannabis well, yeah, with him? I would, I would oh. know. I would, I would think so. Though. <laughs> He's maybe a patient as well. <laughs> the Clint, uh, the Kings. I was going to say the Clintons, probably. <laughs> John Mellencamp, Bruce Springsteen, the Animals, Eric Burden, and Bob. They all attended Skaggs. or performed. Yeah, they were attended and performed. Wow, that is yeah. a heck of a line. Yep, yep, yep. That, so that footage was actually from uh, the Almond Brothers footage. Is proud of that YouTube from from that actual wow. concert. Yeah, that's crazy. Never been an Almond Brothers fan per se. Not no. my thing. So that kind of southern rock. It is a yeah, bit yeah. southerny. Yeah, I I I perceive it as southerny. I don't know if I'm right about that. Very or not. jamful. I do know that. Anytime that I, there's a Almond's brother kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's very jamful. I've never actually can tell you that. That's what I've seen. You know, here and there, there seems like it's like Leonard Skinner. They had seventeen thousand musicians up there. Sure, you know. And if you're Weird Al, you'd put that jam on toast. <laughs> I don't know. God, that was corny. <laughs> <laughs> and I hit the wrong button too. <laughs> this weekend, oh yeah, this. Wow, Adam. Now that's my Whoa, song. That came in with the thunder. That's I don't know if that, I don't know if that came over the microphone. That's the God of Thunder, baby. <laughs> but the thunder hit as soon as that bass came in. Whoa. Very cool song, man. What is it? Sure no Sure No Something by my favorite band. Yes. That's right. Sure know something about what? What do we know about? I sure know something about the love. Oh. It's kiss. It's banging. Is there a theme? Is there a theme of this episode? <laughs> Adam? Yeah. On Friday, September the 2nd of 1975, Adam. Okay. The Love Gun Tour, baby. At 8 a.m. Oh. They were just going to bed. <laughs> no. With their opener sticks. Oh, wow. <laughs> took over Houston, baby. Okay. 8 a.m. Opened up uh, the Love Gun Tour, man. Wow. Okay. You know something. Sticks. You, you sticks sure is an opener. You sure know something. <laughs> 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 We're really reaching here on the Kiss Street, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep this. So, so, so you're saying it was a Love Gun Tour and they were in Houston. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, did something happen when they were in Houston? No, not, not, Sticks not, was with them. Not, it was, it was their, that was their opener, so I really don't know. Tickets, though, Adam, were seven eighty five and eight ninety five. Wow. Oh, by the way, it includes parking. 
That includes the parking? Oh, yeah. my God. And parking's like 20 and, bucks now. And check this out, man. The places where they were being sold, warehouse records, mm. and tapes, including a new location at Gessner and Hammerley, <laughs> Texas Tapes in Pasadena, and Musicville on Memorial, a place concerts was a West and Kilt presentation at the summit. So essentially you have like four or five outlets in all of Houston where you can go pick up these tickets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, check this out, man. And and it's the reason this caught my eye was <laughs> I'm gonna bullshit you now, obviously. Is <laughs> <laughs> because right now we're so used to just going to the app. Uh, absolutely. And that's it. There's no traveling, there's nothing, no standing in line in these record stores, any of that. And I feel it's bullshit. Because when you get on an app, right, there's many different apps that you can get on and, right. and get access to tickets. But who has the best tickets? Who has the best block? Who has the, the ones for the section that you want to sit in? You don't know. And you go and you get one and you say, oh, we have available availability over here. And okay, that's not what I want. That's why I like, I like going to the Intrust directly myself. Do they, do they not portion those out? Do they not... Especially like give okay this this section is going to this company this section is going to this company and then the venue holds a certain amount okay of, now, of its own let me ask you this I'm gonna ask you something let me ask you this when we went to see Paul McCartney you yeah. remember yeah he had great yeah. seats for Paul McCartney yes for the floor third of the way back or so yeah, yeah it was really right in the middle it was a great show yes we had a great time and it wasn't really in your face. It was a little bit back so you could appreciate everything else that was going on sure. on the stage. Right. You know, because I like looking at that. Yeah. You know, were those through an app or did we go directly to the interest on that one? Mm. Do you remember? I don't remember. What did we do? Oh, I can't remember. I'm just saying that when I've gone directly, and, and when I say the interest, it's the, the Coliseum here in Wichita, Kansas, which we have uh, been to many shows together. Sure. I just feel like going to the actual venue and getting them there on the spot is way better. That's just me. But that's maybe that's part of the historic experience that you've always had. Oh yeah, I'm hardcore, dude. So Absolutely. Maybe that, that relation is a better connection for you than it just, the cold app that you're hearing here and you say, it, "Oh, I guess I got tickets." It takes you back to your 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 youth, sure. you know, a little bit. I I did st- I did get tickets at Entrust when the Foo Fighters came in. Mm. The, not this last time, but the time before, they had the Beat the Bots thing where they opened up ticket sales and you could only get tickets on the first day if you went to the venue and you stood in line. Is that the one where you, me, and Jay and uh, and Luke went? Was that uh, the one? Yes, the bro- the broken leg tour. Yeah. Yeah. And we beat and I, we beat the bot. I, I, I enjoyed that. Beating is not, you know <laughs> <laughs> the, did you say? I got special permission from my boss that day, I remember. I said, hey, I need to go and stand in line and get tickets. So I'm going to be a little bit late. Is that okay? He's like, oh, go ahead. That, that well, sounds like a good use of your, of your time. Go well, ahead. Was it late for dinner late for that boss, or was it late for work late? Late for work. Oh, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I thought you had All this music got you crazy. I thought you were talking permission. <laughs> no, not that boss. <laughs> How dare, how dare me. Yeah, how dare you do that. <laughs> ah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> nah, bro, you, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam 
hard to name podcast. Historic hip hop rapizzle moment. Yo. I thought that was the beat. That's actually Godzilla's pumping it in there, isn't he? <laughs> Stop me. He's a fan of Kanye, isn't he? I guess so. I wonder why. That's what I'm talking about, Godzilla. You're jamming, baby. He's not going to turn this one off. I don't, I don't think. think so. He better. <laughs> We're all about an hour in already. <laughs> or more than that. I don't even know how much we're in. Yeah. Anyway, real quick. Blasting Kanye. Kanye West. Kanye. Yes, Kanye. I finally got that right. Kanye. Kanye West. Stronger. That was his, his hit, Stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was criticized. Guess what? In 2007, <laughs> September the 2nd, 2007, he criticized President Bush for his response to Hurricane Katrina. And what, this what did he week, say? Did he say, President Bush does not like black people? <laughs> yes, that's yeah. what he said. Yeah. How do you know that? It's a... It's a it's a popular quote. Oh, I didn't know that. It's, it's like we should have pulled that audio. I forgot of him, that. Of him saying, "Well, I that. wasn't. I was in the states in this this year, though." Uh-huh. So, I was. He does not like black people. No, no, no. <laughs> the show, which was raising, uh, anyway, it was at a benefit concert, and yeah, that's where he said it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it says the funds to relief efforts uh, featured Leonardo DiCaprio, Richard Greer, Glenn Close, Harry Connick Jr., and White and Winton. Marcellus, that's the guy from... Uh, Blows the Horn. Yeah, the yeah. guy from, I guess, one of the, the talk shows. Like, which was Tonight Show or something the, like yeah, that? Yeah, with the Maybe. other guy, with Jay Leno, I think is what he was doing. Maybe. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. Appearing uh, alongside comedian Mike Myers. Oh, by the way, all these people, they, <laughs> they I don't think they're uh, Republican sim- sympathizers. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> what were the chances? Look, I'm with Godzilla on this. <laughs> I This song, I like this song. Oh, yeah? Yes. This is a part of one of the movies that I would watch with the kids. Oh. Never Back Down. It's a, it's a story about MMA fighting. And this one guy, he's getting beat up. He goes into this MMA gym and he starts working out. And then he fights some guy in a parking lot. And Kanye West's song is in there. And, oh, is this a, good. Is this another Tate family bonding this, story? This was bonding. Oh, this is this was like ten. Well, it was like ten years ago. This is two weeks in a row. It was like Adam. ten years ago of bonding. I'm gonna make a music uh, intro for your bonding stories. <laughs> <laughs> the Adam Tate. It's not as popular as your rants, though. <laughs> That's and, for sure. And, and the Tate brood bonding. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, he said that uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Is that yeah, that's said? it. Yeah. And the comment went over live TV, and yep, except for the people in the West Coast because it was delayed there. They didn't get to see that part. <laughs> no. They get cut out. They got cut out. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> also Adam on this day, but in 2005, blues musician Fats Domino was rescued from New Orleans shortly after Hurricane Katrina hit the city. Oh, I think we you talked yeah, about this before. Yeah, yeah, the 77 year old singer had been reported missing. Yeah, and he was finally rescued. Yeah. <laughs> Hope so he found you, it. I hope he found his thrill. There you go. That's the that's the this is where we put in the little scratchy action music. <laughs> <laughs> <There we go. laughs>
Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel much better. This is my song, Adam. There's little doubt that this is going to be your song. Awesome. One of my awesome categories is awesome category. Okay. The Rolling Stones, she said, cool. I'm so Throw a blanket on her. <laughs> they do come also electric. Well, if he gets close to her, he's so hot for her, so he can warm her up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Throw yourself on there. Get thrown into court for that. <laughs> and sued. Settle out of court. <laughs> 19, uh, excuse me, 2015, Adam. Oh, 2015. We just finished the hip-hop rap hizzle. That's right. A uh, moment. And we're going to wrap it up with the Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards, mm-hmm. the eternal Keith yes. Richards, told the New York Daily News that rap music mm. <laughs> was for tone deaf people. Oh. How dare he? <laughs> he went on to say, they all need is a drum beat and somebody yelling over it, and they're all happy. Well. Keith Richards. Eric Clapton. What's going on out there in Britain, goddammit? Well, you don't have to yell over it. I mean, you don't have to be able to sing either. You do the auto-tune thing, yeah. and you don't even have to really sing. Well, hip-hop's an art form, dude. What's wrong with you? I didn't, I'm not arguing with it. What's, it's fine. What's wrong with you and Keith Richards? <laughs> <laughs> That's an enormous market for people who can't tell one note from the other. <laughs> so he's not a fan? That's fucked up. It's that time to kick back in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast time machine. Open your mind and listen to the significant album. Who knows? You may even be delightfully wounded by one of Mr. Adam Tate's deep cuts. Listen up. It's about to get real heavy. No deep cuts this week. Oh. They get better and better at them. Van Halen's Van Halen! Wow. Just when I thought you couldn't top last week, you go for one of the biggest of all time. Adam, last week we were talking about Boston. Talk about Boston in the studio. Great album. Fantastic. 37 minutes of pure pleasure. Capturing that moment as it was happening. Mm -hmm. You know, and and they didn't have any cameras there to to share it with the world. No. And I got to thinking, okay, can you imagine if there would have been some camera there to capture when Van Halen was creating this masterpiece? Of hard rock, rampant, ronctious. <laughs> Are these words? Rampaging. Are these real, real words? Okay. Rock and roll masterpiece. I could not imagine. Is there a lot of footage of Eddie in the studio? I, I, I can't tell you that, that I've seen a lot of it. No. I've seen like some mysterious. Like, like backyard uh, kind of jams and here and there, but usually you see professionally made stuff for Eddie Van Halen. And I think we know from previous Van Halen stories that they were loaded 
with all of this great material right from the get-go, and even more material to go on to later albums. I'm glad they you said that. They have so much stuff. I'm glad you said that, because, yes, Adam, on August the 30th, yeah. 1977, yeah. Van Halen went into the Sunset Studio for recorders to start recording this mm. album, baby. Under the direction? Who, who was directing them in the studio? Let me see what it says here. Anyway. Because this is a brand new band. Yeah, this so is... You're, you're going to be under the wing of some yeah. producer. You know that this is like your new talent. You're going to foster this new talent. You're going to guide them into the studio. How did I forget this? It was Ted Templeton, baby. Oh, Ted Templeton, yeah. How did I forget that? I don't were, know. Were you quizzing me on that one? Anyway, this actually released September the 10th, 1978. So it was released four or five months later after it started, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what, man? What? It had started actually being recorded in 1976, officially. Well, I know they had studio time, but was it actual done by the actual record company that put it out? Mm-mm. It had been started. Check this out. By none other than Gene Simmons oh, of Kiss. Because okay. he was financing this demo. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the genesis also. Not only did he discover him, not only did he have him out there playing some clubs where they could be looked at and whatnot, he was also financing uh, their uh, demos and whatnot. And wanting to rename them. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy Long Daddy Long yeah. <laughs> You know, Gene Simmons got COVID this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but that's another story. But did he get I, it from his bandmate? <laughs> well, it could be. I mean, they both got it, right? Yeah. But let's stick, let's stick to Van Halen here. Sure. That was, I just forgot to mention that. It was a side, <laughs> it was a side note on This Week in Kiss 3. <laughs> but he yeah. fits in here, too, because he did kind of bring them to the fore, get them in the studio, and get them working some things out. It was just, it was uh, when you started thinking about one of your favorite bands, because Van Halen is one of my top favorite bands. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, and I've said that, well, to be quite frank, you already know the deal. This era of Van Halen holds very dear to my heart. Of course. You know, I'm way younger than you. and Sure. So it's I understand. Just to think about, you know, what I know nowadays and having trying to learn some, to play some of the Van Halen song, at least on the bass. It's so fast. It's so complicated for me, you know, being a novice, being a nobody. Right. That where you just can't pick out two or three notes and go with that. It's there's a little bit more there's a little bit more of layer after layer after layer of how these songs are built. Okay. The timing, everything on them. And thinking about that and thinking about these guys in the studio in nineteen seventy seven, you're thinking like, Oh, that's insane. You know, what are these guys you know, you gotta think first of all you gotta think, what are these guys on? <laughs> That's so, number one. So they went to the studio in 76. The, initially, yes. Young and fresh face. Yes. And then in 77, they go in to actually like put down the actual recordings for this album. Track them in the whole deal, yeah. Um, and do you think they came in there with attitude, like we're the cock of the walk? I wouldn't know. Or do that's, you think we nobody knows us? That's uh, the uh, mystery to me. We're totally... Oblivious, like nobody knows who we are, and we're gonna I, come in here and blow everybody's doors off. I don't think they did the Tom Schultz deal where they were. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to my own studio and do it my way. I, you know, they went in there with Ted Templeton, which is a legendary rock producer, right? You know, he gave them their guidance and all that stuff. 
I mean, if you think about it. So you don't think there's a lot of pushback from whatever no. they were doing? It's just like uh, in that one song uh, where where it's the Unchained, where where he goes and talks about, you know, uh, ooh, you'll get some leg tonight yeah. for sure, you know. Right. Uh, reach down in between your legs. Yeah, you, yeah. You seat back? No, no, that's off of Panama. Oh, is it? <laughs> that's, that's off of 1984. Oh, 84. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about Unchained. Where it wasn't Unchained. That, is it Unchained? Is like. You'll get some leg tonight for sure. I figure which which one's not that song is right now. Just and was uh, that Ted Templeman? Yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. the speaker yes, from the studio. Yes, All yes, right, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, you okay. got it now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. So now I thought I'd heard legend that. Uh, the it, producer. It, they're, they're all falling on me right now. The so. producer uh, wanted to remove David Lee Roth. Because his singing initially was not up to snuff, but then he he played some song I, can't, I forgot what it was, but he did like the vocal on like Jamie's crying or something. And he finally said, "Oh, okay, this guy's this guy's got it." That could be within all this, uh, all these words that I have jumbled up in here <laughs> that I can't go through. Running with the devil, Adam. Eruption. Mm. Eruption, probably. Uh, guitar solo, classic. Guitar. Uh, tr- Tried and uh, tested by many musicians. That's a holy grail of uh, mastery. Yeah, uh, other guitarists will play snippets of it just to give you like an inkling of, oh yeah, here's a little note of some Eddie Van Halen that I can pull off as well. You really got me a cover from the Kinks, this one right here. This is great. So, so great. Van Halenized. Ain't talking about love. Uh, All time classic. We got to see that live (laughs) 18 months ago. Sure. At least the vocal part. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm the one. Baby, baby, I'm the one. That's, I love. Oh. Why I said there is no deep cuts on this because each one of these is a masterpiece unto itself. Jamie's crying, Atomic Punk. Mm. Just advance that real quick. Just incredible sound at the beginning here. This little, whatever the scratchy guitar sound is. Oh. Give it some volume there real quick. It's kind of almost a deep cut. A deep, a deep cut. <laughs> I don't know. Or, you know, not for the metal fans. You know, not for the hard rock fans, you know. Right. You know. Feel your love tonight. So good. Feel your love tonight where you get a lot of very cool harmonies. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this one part where they they shut down the music at one part yeah. of it. Yeah, they do. Yes. Little Dreamer as well, kind of a ballad. Ice Cream Man, I know how to play that, more or less. No, <laughs> do you know? Yeah. On the bass. Ice Cream Man seems like it would be uh, a David Lee Roth tune, like something that he pushed. It's, it's, uh, a, li- it's a little out there, you know? It's, it's a, a little. Cover. Yeah, it's a cover. It's a by, cover? Yeah, a guy, a guy by the name of John Brent. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Where did this guy come from? Who the hell knows? I don't know. It goes to show you, too, you know, uh, uh, one of the things that people don't know about uh, David Lee Roth is the accomplished musician himself. He had a lot to do with the harmonies, the way that these lyrics were written up to these uh, to these, to these uh, riffs and whatnot, to the structures of these songs. So it was, you know, it was a partnership. So it was he wasn't just some kind of buffoon that was thrown in front of the band. He did a lot of contribution. You know, he plays the guitar, he plays the piano, he has 
He had all this musical upbringing. He knows all these songs from the 40s and the 50s where he got to perform them in some level as a child. Mm. So, wow. He just goes to show you. Sometimes you think, hey. He does this, have a very wide base of knowledge. Yeah, this and, and you can't be... And I think in general terms, and I'm not going to just say for David Lee Roth, I'm going to say for musicians in general, mm -hmm. especially musicians that could write lyrics and compose music, you have to have a level of intelligence, just like the sports mutants. It, there's something mm. special about you. So you might, yeah. look, you might look like a patient of cannabis. <laughs> 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 yep, you know, going back to that, right. I'm just using that as an example. But on the inside, there's something very special about you. There's a level of intelligence mm -hmm. that takes you and puts you above the rest of the human being, where you could take all this sure. sound, all this math, because you need math to come up with these songs. There's timing involved. There's notes. There's vibrations involved. There's a combination of all this. There's science, too. This is you're not thinking about that. Mm -hmm. But your brain somehow is able to extract that from... Mm -hmm the you know the uh, universe of your mind it's in there somewhere and you okay. piece this all together on a piece of paper to be played by four guys and the result of that is an album like van halen's mm. van halen incredible so yeah i will adam and i think after that bullshit that i just laid on you no. I think, go you, ahead do go you ahead. know that go ahead uh, lay me some bullshit on me uh, david lee roth after his time in Van Halen, he got certified as a tr trained EMT. That's true, yeah. Can you imagine laying on a sidewalk somewhere and David Lee Roth comes over to <laughs> to give you aid? That that would be that a... unmistakable voice. <laughs> if I'm in a coma, oh my god! If I'm in a coma, I'm going to wake out. up <laughs> immediately, <laughs> and then I'll I'll fawn all over. Oh, Dave! And that's something that thank you. He didn't need to do that. But he just wanted to train, become a trained EMT for some reason. Uh, it's, just, ah. it's incredible. He's got, he's got a it's, wide it's, breadth of knowledge. It's truly incredible, Adam. And I think with that is where we're going to go ahead. And you got anything else to add to no, this? No, it's one of the you classics know, of all yeah, time. How many is, albums are sold out of this album? Oh, uh, it says here real quick since you had to ask me that. Let me see. Ooh. I hope it's more than Dire Straits. <laughs> no, I don't think so. What? No, I'm going to flip this table over right here. I'm going to have to give that to you a little bit later on here because I don't usually here on this first. Uh, and it says, yeah, there's in the first line. So it sold uh, more than 10 million in the U.S. alone. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So it does have a diamond certification. Adam. It better. And that was Van Halen's Van Halen, baby. The great one. significant album that's something we don't hear a lot here man mm. sure is good though scorpions it's with blackout yeah Rock and roll birthdays, Adam. Born on this day. Rudolf Schenker. August the 31st, 1948, man. Seven, 73 years old. 
73. Scorpions Black. That's a great song. That's a great album, too. Yeah, it is. We're going to have to visit that someday. Oh, I, I, I bet we will. This won't be the last time we hear this one. No. Guitarist of the Scorpion, born obviously in Germany. Founder of the Scorpions is born. Uh, and when uh, after he was born, he formed, <laughs> he, he formed in 1965 uh, a uh, group when he was 17 years old. Okay, but what did he do before he was Scorpions. born? Did he do anything before he was born? Uh, I think he didn't uh, form anything before no, he was born. No, he was up there. No. The, he was up there with the aliens as well. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got next? Man? Oh, let's move on. Oh yeah, some sound garden baby. Tommy, is this your song? Mm, kind of, yeah. Mm. This so, is, it sounds like it's on the borderline of being this your is song. A, this is a one of those obscure hit singles. Yeah. Not really climbed the chart very well. You had to be, you know, listening to rock radio. Sure. And at the beginning, it gives you that little, hmm, I wonder what this is. You know, it doesn't come out with the uh, screecherooski yeah. or with the deep... Uh, no thunderous drumming. Thundering drumming, any of that, yeah. you know. And not with the... And you gotta kind of dig in a little bit later in the song to figure out it's the mighty Chris Cornell, mm-hmm. along with guitarist Kim Thale, baby. Yeah. Because Kim was born September the fourth, nineteen sixty, and he's fifty-nine years old. Baby. Oh wow! That's right. Wow. What do you think about that? I had no idea he would be that old. Mm, there you go. Nineteen sixty. Right yeah, nineteen sixty. He's a guy with the big beard and all that. Sure. Stuff. So anyway, uh, Adam's special mention. Oh. And this is right before we go into a third birthday. Oh yeah, I know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I guess do. guess who it is? Uh, Beyonce Knowles, baby. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, how old is Beyonce runner, now? Runner up to sweetheart of our podcast, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I she may she may be ahead of Cardi B. I, I don't know. I think she should be. You think so? I think she, I think she should be. Yeah, is Cardi B I don't think is all natural. <laughs> oh, she's got the I she's got be. some assistance in that. I, I know Beyonce knows is a thick sister. <laughs> she's Foxy Cleopatra Said she's a whole lot of woman be. Exactly <laughs> Yeah I'll be Yeah baby yeah. September the 4th Oh man Is her birthday Which is today man She's gonna be She was born in Houston, Texas We were just talking about Kiss and all the radio uh, Oh yeah that's Radio right. friendly stores That were selling tickets For their show <laughs> She probably, and was, we, probably and wasn't old enough To go And to we house. omitted That Gene Simmons had had COVID. Had COVID geez. Yeah. Get well, Gene Simmons. Yeah. Fine, uh, she found fame as she led the group Destiny's Child to become, you know, the Queen Bee. So there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, Queen Bee. Or is it Queen Bay? I don't know. It's the time that's the heart to name podcast. Well, Stephen, that was somebody. Number three. <laughs> I got to tell you. Good thing Gostino's back. We can blame him for all this stuff. He's not gonna want you to hear all that blame coming his way. I don't think. I think you know if he wants to keep. I told you how he's pitching his own. What is it? Podcast. I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah. Gosilo cast. That's uh, oh my god. It's it's, it's bad enough with putting up with those babies. <laughs> it's loading, Tommy. It's loading. Oh my god, Adam. What do we have here, buddy? Oh wow. Um. How do I say this name? Oh my gosh. It Naringa? Just, it just came up. It just came up. There are so many symbols over her letters in her last name. Oh. Uh Chris Chris Ute. Chris Chris Ute. 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 Chris
Krizyut. Yeah. Krizyut. Absolutely. I could see it. Naringa. Mm, when I saw Naringa, maybe I thought it was maybe from so you have to, the, the Dark Continent. I didn't think it was a... You this know. is... Oh! What? Oh, that's what he said. <laughs> he said, no, she's not from the Dark no, Continent. No, she's not. She's a Gosito thinks she's European. I would think so. So anyway, yeah. So we want to skip so, that for our listeners as best as you can there, Adam. So uh, we have underscore N-E-R-I-N-G-A underscore again K-R-I-Z-I-U-T-E Underscore. Mm. Whoa. I think that just received the approval. Gosilo's <laughs> oh. okay with it? Yeah, I guess so. Gosilo's talking about triple threats. I don't know what he's talking about, but <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it says here she has 59,000 followers. Is that? Oh, yeah. Fif- I see that. This has yeah. to, here we go. You're right, Adam. She is Naringa Crisuote. We're just gonna Prisute? go with that. We're just gonna okay. go with Naringa K. How's that? Oh, that's perfect. She is a public figure, so I think that's what I say. This might be like an alternate page of hers. Maybe oh. the Lord of the G Strings app, you know, went with that. So, oh, okay. You know, maybe this. You don't think little, this is the primary account? No, oh. I don't think so because oh. it says she's a public figure, and I've seen some of these pictures already. Oh, you have? Yeah, she's just, no, just right now. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> she fans love and has a bunch of hearts. Can you see that? Yes, and, I saw that. And it says DM for paid promotion. So, and she, well, we, this, this I think is, there we need it is to, right there. It's a backup account. That's what it is. I think it. we yeah. need to start sending her some DMs <laughs> and probably some through the Cash app. It's difficult being more mature than your father. <laughs> because look at her first image and look at the shorts she is wearing. Oh, These that. shorts are being held together. They're, they're cut into ribbons. She must be poor. I'm so what I'm saying. <laughs> she can't get a quality garment to save her life. Oh my god. <laughs> Adam. Now on, oh. You're going to be known as agents T and A. <laughs> you know who this is from, Adam. Okay. <laughs> it's from our friend AJX3. Wow. <laughs> if, if the rest of these, if the rest of this Instagram page is anything like the, like the indicators of these first three photographs. Wow. Now I know why Gostino said it's a triple threat. Yeah, no it's kidding. three of each. Jesus. I have never seen this. Oh, Agent X3, I'm going to tell you right now, buddy. I do like Do you see the pattern? There's like three photos. There's like three photos of each outfit. Outfit, yeah. But with different poses. Yes. And it's just three after three after three. That's insane. You're right. But oh, poor, poor girl, those pants. (laughs) Adam, I'm not. Your passion. Your passion is waiting for your courage to catch up. Kissy face, (laughs) corn, heart, peach. Adam, yes. We have to sign up for that rumpology class. <laughs> well, Surprise! Well, it's all out there in that third image. <laughs> Adam, it has only 1,200 huh? likes. Uh, I, don't know. What, I mean, wow. I would think that would give be her a, some likes. I would be there was some mail behind that. Adam, let me ask you this question real quick. Okay. Where would you wear pants like that? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, if you oh, went to the secondhand store, I would have been hold on, hold on. I, I just matriculated in the university. Oh wow! <laughs> let, let me put on the appropriate attire. <laughs> I mean, where would you put this out of for real? I mean, I don't know. It's missing a sixty-five percent easy of the fabric that's supposed and to be on all, there, and it's all where the back pockets is. Yeah, where's she going to put her phone? Don't the girls put the phone in the back uh, yeah, pocket? She has no place to, say, to put her yeah. phone. It's dirty. <laughs> and, if she, and if she puts her phone up in her shirt, you're going to see it very clearly marked. Uh, absolutely. There's not enough space left up there. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> we wow. got some stats here. Agent X3 just uh, sent me some, some. I guess he's listening in on this. Oh, okay. All right. She is her profession. She's a model. Okay, she was born in 1995 in Kanuas, Lithuania. Lithuania. There you go. Right. You don't have her birthday. Well, this is why this is her third birthday. This is her third birthday. So we're gonna celebrate. We're celebrating. It's today. Okay. (laughs) Her nickname is Naringa, so we could call her that. Naringa. You know, and there's a bunch of stuff that is not known. Her college, though, she went to Vilnius Academy of Art. For what? I Why? Would, I, I would think, I'm sure it wasn't for... Did clo- she not it wake up in the morning and look in the mirror? It, it, wasn't, for clo- <laughs> it wasn't for clothes design, for sure. Uh, her hobbies, Adam. Oh, yeah? Traveling. So let's let's take a gander here. Okay, where's where she been? A few of these right here. Now, she is in the next one. Well, let's just jump on. Okay. To let's go to let's go to if she's traveling let's go to the beach. Oh, there's a beach one coming. There's up? some beach ones coming. I, and I oh, say, I see it. Okay. Do you see it? Yes. She has a multicolored uh, bikini. Yes. Okay. She is in the water in the first image. She's being splashed by a bit of a wave. Ah, uh, I feel very jealous of those <laughs> of those droplets. <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't know why I feel jealous of those. Happiness comes in waves, she says. <laughs> Rosino, keep your keep your tail. <laughs> keep your tail out of this one, please. <laughs> He's getting ideas at him. Yes. Oh wow, that's incredible. And the wave. That, oh, by the, the way, Adam. The, yes. The series that is two down. Oh, okay. She is traveling again. I would imagine. Does it look like she's in the woods? She is in the woods, yes. Okay. Now. Yes. Maybe it's a cabin. Cabin in the woods. Yes, yes. It's traveling because the hashtags say fun, travel. In the first one, she wants a coffee. So it's in the the morning. Yeah, I could see that. Because at this time, she doesn't have any support put on yet under her shirt. No. If you notice. Well, she wants to sleep in comfort. Yes. You know, and and in comfort, you don't want to be constricted you don't want any blood clots or anything like this mm-hmm. by uh, the tightening around parts of the body. I got it. I got it. I yeah. got it. And she's and and it must be a place that's very private, by the way, because the windows open, kind of like a you know, is it a door or the deck window? Or I something? mean, if if you were a voyeur, it would be nice to be next door to her. That's what I'm, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is maybe she'll venture out to get the newspaper or, or something and. In a little less attire than most. Uh, Do you have a dirty mind? I'm all of a sudden I got lost thinking about that. <laughs> Pick the next one, Adam. Uh, oh, we want to move on. Yeah. Oh, she got her coffee in the in the final image. Did you see that? She, take she actually has a mug. A okay. And she's she? holding it. Oh yeah. Could be tea. Could be tea. Well, coffee. Oh no, it's coffee. Coffee. Yeah, you're right. Sure. It says coffee. Anyone. And we could just go down to the next image. 
Uh, the next image is she's not at the beach, but she is dressed for the beach. All right. The next one? Yes. Oh, yeah. I like that bikini as well. She's sitting on a hard stone. Oh, how dare she? Uh, <laughs> a bench somewhere in the middle. It's a bikini shoot. She was just out there taking shots. Oh, and the next one, she actually did make it to the beach. She must have been waiting for a ride. And all, of a sudden, <laughs> all, all of a sudden, I feel like signing up to be an Uber driver. <laughs> and if you move down to the next series, she's looking a bit more studious. She has her glasses on, looking like she's getting ready to crack open some sort of manual, maybe, or a textbook. I don't know. Series after series. What is this? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is her format. Maybe this is her trick. This is just... <laughs> you lied. Gila douche, he's the best. Uh, <laughs> she is very fit. There's a... Man, if you go down a few series, I'm sorry. It's just... See, she has a red top and a cream-colored uh, uh, bottom half with some I high heels. I see that. High heels. Look at the, at the accentuation those heels give to her legs. She, you, when, when that, you, that calf muscle is yes. looking very toned, and it's just tone. It's not muscly. No, it's just it's just right. It's just like oh, I am capable wow. of holding this statuesque woman on, up. On the third, no problem. <laughs> on the third one, it's almost like if she's a, you know, like a a racehorse. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at that calf. She does work out. I mean, she doesn't. I haven't seen any gym shots. It's that I saw that third one, and for some reason, I heard that you know that the trumpets when they're ready to go on the horse race. <laughs> I didn't, that one? I, I didn't know what he thought about that. <laughs> Adam, two series down, she's like in a purple oh, I see her. bikini. Did you see that? Once Did again, you? there's a fabric issue. Like sometimes there's not enough fabric to cover specific regions. It could be, Adam, just just me. Could be the the, the particular out outdoor, outwear, mm -hmm. uh, fashion store boutique she's going to. Yes. It just may cater to to smaller or more petite, oh. uh, and she's just in a rush to get out there take these pictures, Adam. So this is she's limited to this selection. She could be. I mean, you would think because this is going to cause kind of some weird tan lines. Mm, you know, if, if yeah. you're if you're looking to the un <laughs> the, the the exposed breast from the front. Oh my God! You would have an odd shaped tan line. But you'd have all this surrounding breast tissue that is dark and tanned. Yes, and it says free me. <laughs> now we know what happened to her pants. She did go to that boutique with smaller sizes. And she tried it and on she and tried she said, it on Hey, and you ripped those pants. You bought it. You ripped it, you buy. <laughs> like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it doesn't stop. It's, it's just, just one after the it's other. Just, it's... It seems like she's usually either in beach attire. Or she's in the middle of getting dressed, or something that I wouldn't go out on the town with normally, you know? Okay. But uh, something like super tight and revealing things that she wants revealed, obviously. This is her look. This is her look. She's curated this look. All I want to say is you've been to South America, Naringa. <laughs> right? We've been to Miami. Oh, yeah. We've been to Canada. Yeah, that's right. Adam, in our first trip to Lithuania. Lithuania? <laughs> Thumbs up. All I'm saying Everything's is, up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
back. I want to come back. <laughs> Thank you, Agent X3. That was pretty awesome. That was a good one. That was excellent. You know. <laughs> oh wow. We're finally hitting Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Cosino. Yes, yes. We we will be going back to Asia eventually. <laughs> but the problem with going back to Asia is well, Adam Adam uh, gets ideas for, uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> for this segment. That segment is hashtag. What the Pajolas. Thank you. It's break time for me, finally. Yeah, for a little bit. Not for long. We're not going to go all the way to Asia this time, Tommy. Thank heavens. That's but we will go to San Francisco. continent. We will go to San Francisco. Oh. For stuff in the news. Okay. <laughs> it's in the news. Asia, San Francisco. San Francisco uh, had a 56-year low homicide rate in 2019. Oh. See, in 2019, they had 14 gun homicides. Then 15 in 2020, but... Within the city limits, huh? Yeah. But by the end of July 2021, they already have 21 this year, and they still have five months to go. So the homicides are on the increase. Real quick, Adam, you said streets. I'm thinking about the the pictures that Naringa was standing on the streets. (laughs) (laughs) But they have a plan to combat this. Okay. And what they're... It's called the Dreamkeeper Fellowship, mm. and uh, it is born from the uh, police department data showing that more than half of all San Francisco gun killings involve the same 12 criminal groups and gangs. Mm. So they're going to focus on these groups and gangs. The idea is to target those at high risk of being either uh, the shooter <laughs> The shooty. Oh. And they're going to offer up them a $300 monthly payment. And all they have to do is not shoot anybody or get shot. <laughs> Subjects could then receive up to $200 extra for certain milestones, like getting a job interview, uh, complying with the probation conditions, or participating in a mentoring program. And this is a new program being rolled out by San Francisco's governing body. Mm. They're going to offer at-risk people in gangs, $300 a month to just not shoot people. Mm, so How about that? Adam, just FYI. Yes. This segment is What the Frijoles. This is What the Frijoles. It's not the stupid idea in government <laughs> section. <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh, the, the fellowship is slated to launch as a small pilot program in October. Of this year? Yes. There will only be 10 participants at first, uh, which, which could ramp up to as many as 30 by the end of the year. And if successful, would eventually ramp up to as many as two to 300 participants. How about that? <sighs> the idea has been tried before. So we have... There in San Francisco? No, in different areas. We have Richmond and Stockton, different California communities. Ooh, not that Richmond, they Virginia. received desired results. The... In 2019, the study of the American Journal of Public Health uh, created that idea because when they employed this in those other two regions, 55% fewer deaths and hospital visits and 43% fewer gun crimes. However, ironically, unexpected increases in non-firearm violence, so more beatdowns. 
just less <laughs> gun violence. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. take one for the other. This one meaning that you just survive and you live so to get 300 bucks at the end of the month. Yeah, 300 bucks <laughs> monthly just for not shooting somebody or being shot. Uh, some groups are calling this cash for criminals. <laughs> that's, that's not going over as well. But this I'm going to bet it wasn't the liberals. This is a called. heck of a it's plan. Like, I'm going to bet it wasn't the liberals that called it the... the <laughs> Cash for criminals. This is a heck of a plan, Tommy. What do you think about this plan uh, to just hand out cash just for not shooting people or getting shot? Uh, first of all, yes. I live in reality. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't live on Fantasy Island. You don't want to be held accountable for your for your actions? Oh, man. I don't know. What but, is you know, the deal? At, at this point, to be honest with you, I think, you know, quite frankly is what I think. Mm-hmm. We could try anything at this point. Oh, I like that. So give it a shot. Give it a shot. Because whatever we're doing is not working that well. <laughs> Deadly not. <laughs> but that's our what the for holes. Oh, my God. Jesus. That's crazy. The governing body of San Francisco. New idea. It's genius. What could go wrong? Well, maybe once the payments are out, the shootings can really start. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Don't miss a payment. <laughs> I didn't shoot anybody. Where's my 300 bucks? Some government workers in charge of it. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Sound of the week. They're fucking it up. Oh. Late payments. Well, Tommy, we've been talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's out now. All right, all right. Iron Maiden's new album, Sinjutsu, is now out. It came out yesterday, the 3rd. This is the song Lost in a Lost World. One of the epics, nine minutes plus. Have you had a chance to take in any of it yet? I have not. I was. My plan is, it's on my calendar to bring it up tomorrow. Is it? As I work outside. <laughs> On a Sunday. Well, you need a lot of work because it's a long album. Good. It's only like 10 songs, but it's it's like uh, three times longer than that Boston album. I will be explaining that to a Will Dash. She's cracking the whip. I said, I can't hear you. I have my earphones on. <laughs> I'm analyzing this from the podcast. Yes. I have to bring up stuff that Adam Iron, missed. Iron Maiden is a little bit more uh, important than your ideas. <laughs> you sure you want to say that? I'm going to think it. <laughs> it's not going to do me good any, anyway, though, in either way. But I've kind of briefly looked into all these songs. Right. I've, it's got like the, the nice little melodic sections, or melodic intros, the thunderous. Uh, it, it grows. It, it's it's just epic Iron Maiden. So it's it's the uh, it's a good expectation, is what you're saying. Yes. Oh, nice. It's it's nice to have something that, to look forward to, mm. and definitely especially after, a new Iron Maiden, especially after this COVID spike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How does that equate? Well, it's all shit in the news. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need something positive. Yeah. This is the positive thing. something good coming up. I don't know how good it's going to be for everybody else, but at least for us metal metal lovers. Well, speaking of of COVID things, we had, uh, you know, there's lots of meetings with school boards, like locally here. We had school board meeting where I think since we met here last, they issued a, a student mask 
mandate. Oh. So everybody in the schools has to wear a mask. Did not know that. Yes. And they're doing this all over the country. At least not mandatorily. Uh, I didn't know that they had done that. I know that. Yeah, it was mandatory now. I think the only thing that I heard this week about in the news was Florida, I think, some judge threw it out. The uh, uh, Some sort of mandate or Yeah, what? some kind of mask mandate for students in school. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, so... Yes, all these school boards are meeting, and the public is invited to come in to air what their thoughts and that would be two five nine two sixty all these guys. Uh, they did this in uh, Virginia, a Virginia school board meeting in Henrico School Board, Ooh. wherever that is. I'm not sure exactly, but uh, the chairperson was Roscoe D. Cooper the third. All right, and his job is to uh, read off uh, the names of people who signed up to speak at. A school board meeting. Okay. So uh, we had some of our our staff, our special event recording. Our special event staff was there, <laughs> and they, I think they mic'd themselves a little bit. Okay. So I mean, we're catching a little bit of the school board leader, let's, let's and go. also some, some of our guys. Let's get it on. So let's hear the, what happened at the school board meeting. He's just starting to start reading off names of people right. expected to speak here. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Phil McCracken. Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. Eileen Dover. <laughs> Eileen <laughs> Dover. Don Kiddick. <laughs> Don Kiddick. <laughs> Wayne Kerr. <laughs> Wayne Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So all of those people were invited to speak, but they didn't actually make it to the microphone. <laughs> Phil McCracken didn't show up. Eileen Dover didn't, <laughs> didn't show up. Ophelia McCock. That's our sound of the week for this week. It's still a little sound. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hawkins. A, a little sound the of the week. That's the other good news that I always expect <laughs> from sound of the week. I don't yeah. think I don't think I'm gonna turn the TV on this weekend, man, at all. I'm just gonna trying to deny I'm yourself. I'm just gonna from... kick back and enjoy this holiday weekend. Yeah, I'm going to California next week. So, oh yeah, we got a long weekend. We got a long weekend. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Today, man, that's great. So, mm-hmm. What are you? What are your plans? <laughs> Working outside in the yard. Well, it's, as it's always, it's gonna be pouring down. No, it's not. It was. It was pouring down a little while ago, but it, oh, it'll, it's gonna clear know, up. I, I can't be that lucky. <laughs> oh, shoot! <laughs> the expectation is always expect the worst. <laughs> oh, okay. When it comes, as to long work. as you expect it, <laughs> then right. you're not gonna be surprised. I got gotcha. you. You know, I was thinking that we don't have a motherfucker for a while. And you know what we haven't done either, which we could have done now, which was a Steel Panther review. But I don't Holy have shit. But I don't, <laughs> but I don't have the sound. I have the, the all the video footage that I haven't extracted the audio oh, from it yet. Okay, yeah. So we got okay. we gotta keep that in mind, Adam. So I don't know what to do. We need do. to keep we need to make sure we keep that because that's one of the final appearances by Lexi Fox. Yeah, I think you know what? They I was watching, you know, they did the uh the announcement for the re- the auditions for the replacement for Lexi Fox. Oh, they did. Yeah, they oh, did. I didn't see that. <laughs> well, you need to. You <laughs> How need did to, that go? You need to subscribe to them on YouTube. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, you know, and there was this one. I think there was this one chick. It could have been a chick. 
<laughs> wrote something to the fact that I, I would love to, you know, audition, but I'm a chick or, you know, I'm a girl and whatnot. And I think it was uh, uh, or Satchel wrote, why does it have to be? Why can't you audition if you're a chick? So, you know, what's in store for them in the future? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, uh, a female presence on the group would be a funny... That would be... Yeah. That would open up so much more yeah. opportunity for them. It would them. be a twist. It would be yeah. kind of, you know, be a... Think it, of how much more material yeah, that they could work through. I think through. it would be a refreshing twist yeah. to that whole mess that is steel. But we got We really got to at least cover for at least a motherfucking ear or something or whatever it may be. Sure. But yeah, that's all, that's all I can say. <laughs> how about we start wrapping this up? Man? Oh, okay. I don't Good even times. know. Bad I shut down. I, I, I even though Gosilo is controlling the board, uh-huh. I can still see the uh, <laughs> let the music play or the the. Uh, the anyway, I I I can I, I can actually see what we got on the board. I don't even want to look at the time right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know the sun's about to pop up, dude. I know that. Well, let Godzilla worry about that. We'll just be in here and we'll, we'll talk. I know. We'll it's, been, it's been liberating, you know. <laughs> I thought it would be. <laughs> it's been very liberating. You know, you don't, you don't have, we're not pushing buttons. I know. I, I could have around. used that rant uh, <laughs> sound effect like three times on this episode. Yeah, no, no. And please, don't, whatever you do, don't give it to Godzilla. <laughs> whatever it is you do. So, Adam, I'm going to I have the bad times, dude. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I got the good. bad times today. Good, good, so, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Gosilo says, with just me talking, it's bad times. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of fucked so up. So you're done? <laughs> anyway, Adam. Okay, what do you I got? got? some really bad times. Uh-oh. Dog the bounty hunter, man. Okay. What did he, what did he do? I heard he got married. Mm, is, he, that a bad, is that his bad times? He got some backlash, dude, for using the N-word. <laughs> oh. He didn't. He can't use the N word. Why not? I, don't know, I guess it's some kind of a. <laughs> so it must be some kind of social order he, that doesn't let you do that. He thought he could do that, and he said, "By the way, his in his defense, you know what he said? No, what? I have more black friends than Eminem." <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I don't think that went over well uh, either. I think they're clients too. You, do you, <laughs> call, is that who he's talking about? His friends? Well, anyway, Adam. I went ahead. Uh-huh. I went ahead and commented because this is <laughs> you did <laughs> on social media this platform. Is the, this is the bad. This is the bad time. Remember? Okay. Because it was this was uh, made aware by BET.com. Oh yeah, they don't look too kindly onto that. Anyway, <laughs> I suggested Adam. Hasn't anyone seen his show? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. He makes friends cussing them out, his customers and their relatives. <laughs> it's true. Right? Chasing and catching them. Uh-huh. Praying. Praying. Them. Yes. <laughs> Prayer is a big They're part. Praying for them when before taking them to lockup. <laughs> so I don't know how long this friendship lasts, Adam. Anyway, maybe after saying amen, mm-hmm. he uh when he finishes praying, maybe he throws in the N-word there. I don't know. That's what I wrote down. So mm. you know, like in a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And I also suggested he may be into hip hop culture. I mean, a lot of people are, but super highly unlikely. I mean, I don't know, but you never know. He's always dressed like one of uh, Grandmaster Flashes <laughs> and the Furious Five <laughs> in that message video. <laughs> now I got. I did get some laughy faces on my comment. I was being serious, Adam. Oh. But I got countered, and 
Oh, somebody opposed your view? Now you got to listen to this one. This is the only one that I pulled out. Right? He says, okay. he is too old for hip-hop. What? That's what the person said. Why are we putting ageist limitations yes, uh, on this? Listen listen to it, and it, and it, keeps, it gets better. Heavy metal or rock and roll is more his style. Mm, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's our style. Are we old? Are we super old? Are we dog the bounty hunter? Holy crap. No, we're the Tommy and Adam Hart Today podcast available on Did Spotify. they know they were, they were insulting us? <laughs> Holy I haven't plugged crap. the show. And I haven't plugged the show. We're the, oh, Tommy, yeah, that's right, that's right. we're the Tommy and Adam Hart Today podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, app, Castbox, and RSS Podcasts, and all the rest of your favorite. Is that how you responded to them? <laughs> so my other counter, right, my counterpoint, to her counter, right? Okay. Was what? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> yes. No way. Now check this out. I was in Miami for a cruise a few years back. One of the other boats was a hip hop cruise. Huh? And I saw those cats and ladies getting on one. Let me tell you, they were no spring chickens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Music is universal. Mm. I could see this specimen rocking out to OPP. Yes. Yeah. Now, really, Adam. Why, why do you think this so-called bounty hunter may have more friends or more black friends than Eminem? I don't know. No? I don't know. And not the kind with peanuts, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Number one, uh-huh. his famous name, right, includes the word what? Dog? Dog! Dog! Hey, dog! That's right. Okay. His real name is what? Dwayne. Dwayne! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay, all right. Dog. He also did time in jail. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I guess. I don't. I mean, I guess you get to meet all kinds of people in jail. Yeah. Right. And they have, you know, amorous relationships. Amorous? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm just. Is that what goes on? It's, but but you do see my point, right? Yeah, sure. You know, I think if I was his lawyer, Adam, I wouldn't, I would win for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And more than likely, if I do win outside his court, they're going to kick his ass because Adam, Mm. you don't say the N word. No. It's, it's not the social convention to use the N word. All white rappers, Adam, every single one of them. And hip hop connoisseurs Mm -hmm. from the, one of the earlier groups, which was called Third Base. I don't know if you knew about that. Snow. Mm. You, you know, you know, Snow was a white rapper. Sure. Tommy Lee. Oh, is, he, is he qualify? He's he's in there. Oh, no, that's <laughs> I'm just saying, even all, right. all the white guys who wear do rags, they only say it amongst themselves, Adam. They never say it around you know, at least a 45 mile radius where there's any, uh, you know, a black person. Hmm. Around. There's some kind of detection or something like that. That's the only place where they those people could actually say the N word. Well, that and at the, probably the meetings that took place before they <laughs> before they stormed the Capitol. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, probably. <laughs> the lesson here is Heidi. Uh, the, the, the lesson here, Adam, is Whitey no Uzi. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad for your health. Don't do that. No reason for this. That makes no sense. Why? In, in all seriousness, it's just like, why would you do that? Here's a guy, he's making millions of dollars, and all of a sudden he's going to say stupid. You know, doesn't he know what happened to, what was that lady, uh, Dean or whatever, that na- lady from the cooking network? Oh, Paula Dean. There you go, right there in the zone. Mm-hmm. That was it for her. It was curtains after that one. What did she do? Did she? She used the N-word as well. She, she did? Used, yeah, she used that, and it was racial derogatory oh. stuff. And, yeah. This show has turned racial. I guess. From Eric Clapton on down. Wow. Keith Richards, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought you were making it sensual with all the songs, but then you're getting racial. God damn. Mark, Jesus. No, nobody uh, considered him to be like a professor or anything. Like, like super, super intelligent. Oh, no, of course not. You know, he can track down people, though. According to TV, remember, there's, some, <laughs> I guess. there's such thing called editing. I guess. Yeah, you're great. How long? And the, and the episode only lasts about maybe 20 minutes without commercial. That's right. <laughs> so... I know that's a that's really fast tracking people down. I know he's really good. And in the islands of Hawaii, which are not that. He's got that big. sniffer. He's a dog, right. you know. Yeah. Yo, dog. <laughs> what do you got, Iden? For the oh, good we need good times yeah, to good get time. out of that. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's not going to sound like good times, but ultimately, good times. All right. From the police blotter in Cookville, Tennessee. All right. Tyson Gilbert, aged thirty-nine, reportedly cut off his penis and threw it out the window of his Honda Accord while fleeing officers. This is not what the frijol is out of. This is, this is bad. This is good times. A reporting officer said he was all over the road the whole time. He turned off on he old... He or his penis. I don't know which one. Which one, which one, which one was it? Both. Hey, he turned off on old Liberty Road and came to a stop. He opened the door. He was naked and covered in blood. Then he shut his door and kept driving. They... Set up the spike strips, oh. blew out the right tire. Uh, he kept on driving, set out more spike strips, blew out the left tire. Wow. Still kept going until they boxed him in. And they finally took him into custody, got him some medical attention. Gilbert said that he severed his own penis because he had been instructed to do so by voices coming from the radio. And according to officers, the voices, as he explained... Uh, told him he needed to do so in order to save the world. So thank God he uh, did so, because uh, now the world is back in its right place. It's spinning properly on its axis, because he cut his donger off and threw it out into the woods. <laughs> now, now go see those are critic. He said, both of our stories here suck really bad. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's nuts. Good times, yeah, exactly. bad times. <laughs> no, well, that's no, it's yeah, his penis. Well, that's his penis. That's his penis. <laughs> that's his penis. <laughs> that's his penis. That's his penis. That's Oh my God. Tommy, you got anything else? Dude, I just want to thank Gozilo. I think he yeah. did a great job. Gozilo, anything from you? <laughs> I don't think. Is he awake? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he, he said you might have a surprise on top of your car. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I better get out of here before he does. Well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind, life is just not that serious. Mm-mm. Again, search the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS podcast. Castbox, and every place else this podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. Today is September 4, 2021, and you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dada Goa Promotions. Yeah!
Wichita, Kansas. Dot the cola from ocean. Woo! Wet and gushy. Oh.